I don't want to hear about your crazy dream right now, okay? It was about the old guy that, you know, from the shortcut, the, the, the shortcut we take every day to school? Well, he was in it. That's just stupid. <laughs> I'm becoming Brundle Fly. I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. Don't forget to go, Flaggy. Motherfucker, I'm trying to watch The Last Boy. It's all ball bearings nowadays. That's bone. Do you know WandaVision, or Wanda, is the Olsen twins' older sister? Yeah. Yeah. My mom told me that. It blew my mind, dude. Oh, you didn't know that? No, no. I thought she was the younger one. She's older than them. She has to be older than them. I mean, she's got their eyeballs. She's like in her 30s, isn't she? How old are the Olsen twins? I guess they're in their probably early 30s nowadays, too, aren't they? Yeah. Right. They're no, they're about our age. No, I think I was in my early twenties when they turned eighteen. No everyone's like, "Yeah, they're turning eighteen. Time to jerk off yeah. and not be ashamed." <laughs> oh, you know the same thing happened with Bieber, though. I remember being like a tween when Full House was out, and there were babies in that, so they have to be like early thirties. Were they chosen to be actors because like they were clearly going to look young for a long time? They were born in eighty six. Because they still look, they they have a growing disorder. Like they're like 5'2 or something like that. That is really helpful when you're a child actor because you can stay in roles for way longer. But can can you tell at a young age how... No, not not when they're babies. The reason is because they, like in Ghostbusters 2, they use two twins to play one baby just because it's so hard to like yeah. have a baby act for 10 hours or something, you know, to film. So they... They switch them. Well, you have to because of uh, labor laws, too. Yeah, yeah, labor laws. They can't yeah, work Kids can only work for like four hours on set or some bullshit without having yeah. to provide a... Yeah, so he, they look like little troll dolls, but like there were two of them. Do you think that they were like injecting them like with shit or pills to kind of keep them young looking longer? Yes. So that's why they still look like no. adolescent freaks at 30, whatever. I mean, why do you look so young? Well, jerk off every day. Yeah, that gray beard and wrinkles really makes yeah, you look know, very right? youthful. <laughs> <And there>. eyes. <laughs> How <Yeah>. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you say I look 40 when I'm 40? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I think we all look pretty young. Hey, that's the best part about looking mediocre looking, you know? <laughs> oh, like shit. Born a five, die a five. It's because you got those smile lines. Smile lines make you look younger. Yeah. yeah. For smiling? Not you. You don't have smile lines. Yeah. Oh, I don't? Good. <laughs> I'm I'm having some concerns. I think it's like my midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. So if I buy like a weird car, you'll know. <laughs> I don't care what my body looks like, but excuse me while I run 10 miles every other day. <laughs> yeah. See, like Blanche Devereaux said it best. I don't mind getting older as long as I look young. Like As long as I'm an immortal vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, what we do in the shadows when he turns his girlfriend, but she's like 90. So she's going to be like a 90-year-old vampire for all eternity. <laughs> <laughs> People say I'm robbing the cradle. <laughs> or was it? It was like in the show. Kind of the same thing happened when... Uh, she goes to her neighbor's house, and there's oh, the yeah. little girl that she knew when she was a little girl. Now she's, like, eight years old. She's like, can you turn me? And she's oh. like, I can, but you would just be like this forever. And she's like, oh, maybe not then. <laughs> like that guy in True Blood who was, like, he was, like, 45, and he's like, dude, I just like to sit on the couch and, like, get blown by dudes once in a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd have uh, Lafayette come, I think, and, like, wiggle around for him a little bit. That's the one he was getting the blood from. Wait, was he a vampire or... Yeah, but he was like a middle-aged vampire. He's like, I don't want to go out and like fly around and do shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, I like watching TV. I like, also chill. feel like you get emotionally stunted when you're a vampire. That's why you're like 300 years old and still going to high school or some bullshit. Like you can't emotionally See, mature. 
I've been trying to figure that out for a while, and I finally smoked enough weed where I figured out why they went back to high school. So essentially, Twilight. Yeah, they went back to high school because they needed as much virgin blood as possible. It's like their phase where they're like, oh, I'm only drinking virgin blood because you, if you were eating a sandwich, right, you would feel better about it if no one fucked it. <laughs> Has anyone fucked this turkey? That's no? <laughs> All right. I was going to talk more about WandaVision, but uh, I guess I mean, we derailed some vampires. Yeah. They don't really have any of the Marvel vampires in it yet, but apparently they're making, the fuck's his name? Blade. No, no. Blade would be a good one to reboot, though, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, they're making they making that. They got a uh, Mashallah Ali cast. Oh, do they? Really? Nice. I yeah. heard about that. Mm-hmm. They have uh, a... What the fuck's the guy's name? I can't remember the character's name. It's like Mobius, Morpheus, something like that. Oh, that's oh, what fucking Jared Leto. Yeah. Ugh. I forgot about that. Yeah. I won at a roller derby thing, free tickets to his concert. Mm-hmm. And then we got there and we're like, uh, mm-hmm. let's go to the Winchester Mystery House instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is anyone, like, super stoked on Jared Leto? <laughs> Have you ever met someone who's like, he's my favorite actor? I mean, the most I've ever heard was when he was in Fight Club. And he was just, like, background bit role, but he was beautiful looking. That was, like, the only time in my life that he stood out to me. Hmm. I even tried to like Jared Leto's Joker. I tried. Because I love Joker. But Well, don't worry. When you get to see the Snyder Cut, you get more Jared Leto Joker. They just cut them all out or what? What? Yeah, the, the, the Snyder Cut has like a, a Joker scene that was cut from the original version. Wow. I just found, I can't say Snyder Cut without sounding like a douchebag. <laughs> the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Yeah. I bet we sound like douchebags all the time. There's no way that's good, right? Yeah. There's no, no. fucking way that's no. good. No way. It's fucking four hours long. There is no fucking reason that shit needs to be that long. Let me, I'll, I'll put it this way. It'll probably be better than the Josh Whedon version. But it still is probably not going to be very good. I feel like that movie yeah. is fundamentally flawed. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I had compared Dream a Little Dream and Justice League, I would say <laughs> that like they are both products of bad editing or editing what you got. Because yeah. clearly they were trying their best to make something out of this the shit that the Hames were giving them or the Corys. Yeah, I, I put that in my notes too. I was like, this is like a movie that was either like it has an improvisational feel to it or it was just like fucking edited so yeah. hard that like we missed things could be that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got a better theory i just feel like the movie couldn't decide on a tone yeah mm-hmm. like did it want to be like this kind of like sci-fi thing did it want to be this intense like teen drama did it want to be a comedy did it want to be a rom-com and it, like it never settled on one so it just seemed weird as fuck yeah. yeah well i think that's what happens when a studio lets two people who are at the height of their power like do something oh do they direct it uh no but the, the guy was who directed it was a nobody and i yeah. feel like this was just them coming in with their star power being like listen mm-hmm. we're gonna make a movie where the mm-hmm. team bop boys of the month or whatever the fuck they were mm-hmm. oh they were buddy and then it was just bullshit and look what i got today for the show mm-hmm. it's my two Corey's button busted it out see it josh i do oh that way that's from dream a little dream too yeah I used to love, love this movie when I was like 10. Mm. And like I had the biggest crush on both of them. Because I think like, yeah, they were at the height of their career at this point. Also the height of their drug addiction. Yes, <laughs> very much so. And I was watching an interview with uh, Corey Feldman and she was like, oh, did you choreograph that dance or someone else? He's like, I did it with help from someone else. But <laughs> I don't know if that's like a teenager like, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> like it was all me. Hey, Tiff, he choreographed it himself. Womp, womp. Boom. And on that note, let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> on that shitty, horrible joke of a note. <laughs> Man, also, his actual girlfriend in that was way hotter than the girl he was after. Uh, I 
disagree. Like the one that he had when it started. Oh, the blonde who was doing all his homework and like yeah. loved him unconditionally. Yeah. She's the singer for the Black Crows, right? La-la. Yeah, but not the Black Crows that we know. It's like the Black Crows, C-R-O-W-E, like the Russell Crows. Yeah, not not like yeah, not like the actual. Why would you name your band after a more famous band? <laughs> <laughs> because then people get to go. Oh, wasn't she in the Black Crows? <laughs> yeah, we're the Beatles, but spelled correctly. Yeah. <laughs> buzz, buzz, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All right, let's start the show. Hey, gang! Welcome to Intermission. We're back. After a long hiatus of quarantine and mental illness. <laughs> a long intermission, if you will. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Josh. A long intermission. I am Tiffa, and joining me here are my two co-hosts. We got Mark. What's up, Mark? Hello, how are you? I'm great. Joshua's here, too. Is this our first episode, like, actual episode episode since whatever? Of this year. Congo, I think, came out in, like, November or December. Good Lord. Yeah. I know we have did, like, many episodes, but... We've done a quarantine episode, though. Yeah, we did we did a mini episode, and then Congo yeah. was our like last actual film gotcha. episode before this one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this week it was my pick, so I chose Dream a Little Dream, nineteen eighty nine, starring the two Corys. If you don't know who the two Corys are in the eighties, they starred in like eleven films or something like that together. They were child actors. Uh, there's a lot of drama with their lives, but like they were really popular, and I think the goal was probably like chicks wanted to get railed by both of them or something. <laughs> like that was. The dream. (laughs) (laughs) They get Eiffel Towered by the Corys. That was not my dream growing up. And you get extra Coke. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Those kids are fucking ugly. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) I disagree. I thought they looked adorable. uh, Haim is passable. Haim looked great. Maybe it's by like today's teen star standards, but like. But it's part of the film for Corey Feldman to not look his best at first. And. We're going to talk about spoilers here, so if you don't want to raw dog this episode, YouTube and Amazon Prime are both playing it for free. Uh, Amazon, I don't think it was free. Uh, It was trying to charge me last night, unless it was some weird director's cut I was trying to watch. But yeah, YouTube's free. Oh, it was for free through Amazon, through IMDb, whatever that is. Oh. But with with ads. Yeah. Yeah. So the original working title was Long Before Tomorrow. Really? Makes no sense. Tagline, with dreams like these, who needs reality? Who needs enemas? Mm Mm-hmm. The description on IMDb was an accident p- puts the consciousness of an elderly dream researcher into the body of a bratty teenager. The problem, the kid prefers dream world limbo to real life. I, 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 Sign like, me up. So that's that's what we're getting into today. <laughs> they never explained Happy. that, though. No. Uh, and also, yeah. he wasn't a dream researcher. He was some retired guy who, yeah, was, who was doing Tai Chi in his spare time. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing his own personal research on dreams and aging oh, and fuck. things like that. But yeah, so the director, Mark Rocco. It's me, Rocco. He had <laughs> films on his list, scenes from The Gold Mine, Where the Day Takes You, The Jacket, all things I'd never seen. The, the jacket with Adrian Brody? Yes. Yeah, when he's like uh, in an insane asylum, but he's time traveling. I think that's what's happening. That's actually a really good movie. <laughs> Is it? It's a 7.1. I'm looking at an IMDb right now. Oh, not bad. Yeah. And then as Mark had said, it was the two Corys, the height of their career and the height of their drug shit. Yeah. They did nine films together and did like separate work too. They became like teen idols and they branded them as the two Corys. But they obviously had a child star spirals rocked out way too hard. I mean, it's wild because like if you think about the movies that they did, like what was it? Like Lost Boys... Silver Bullet, Stand By Me. It wasn't a lot of movies for them to be as popular as they were. But but think about it, too. Back then, movies didn't come out like they do now. Uh. 
Like, there's not, like, a billion movies that come out every year that's just trash that you could see, like, on Amazon. Like, most of their films went to the theater, hmm. I think, and were actually big films. Except later on when they got to, like, Fever Lake. The Last Dream Resort. Dream Old Dream 2 and things like that. Yeah. Uh, Josh loves Fever Lake, actually. It's one of my favorite riff tracks. <laughs> Wait, which one is in Beaver Lake? <laughs> Corey Haim, but it's, like, oh. after he sobers up, so him... And Mario Lopez from Saved by the Bell are in it. Jesus. It's like a teen horror movie without any drinking, drugs, or sex. Oh. So, picture that, if you will. Sounds great. Which Is one of, is one of them dead, or did I imagine that? Yeah, Haim. Haim's dead? Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Unfortunately, he died of pneumonia in, like, 2010. Just straight up pneumonia? Yeah, he got sick. I mean, I guess that happens, but it seems like that's usually in correlation with something else. How old is he? He was born in 71 and died in 2010. Oh, he was old. Okay. <laughs> no. Older. For dying from pneumonia, that's extremely young. Yeah. Unless he completely destroyed his body with drugs. I mean, that's what I was going to say. His body probably wasn't as healthy as it should have been. Yeah, maybe. He could have been one of those, like, ex-drug addicts who gets, like, super fucking health conscious, like Steve-O, huh. later in their life. <laughs> yeah, I saw his uh, Steve-O's recent post about being sober. But yeah, so Corey Feldman kind of got pissed when everyone said he OD'd, or that Corey Haim OD'd, because he's like, he didn't OD, he got pneumonia. Corey Feldman still has a ton of controversy. There was a Vice article, <laughs> a couple of them in 2013 and 2014, that kind of made fun of his new band, the Corey's Angels, his Mick Mansion, and kind of his styles and ways in general, right? Like They snuck into both of his parties. <laughs> and you know what? His house did sound cool. He has a Street Fighter machine, a Lost Boys poster, a bunch of cool stuff. Oh, a poster... <laughs> A TV. Have you read the Vice articles about his parties? They're like the saddest. I did, and I felt really... Saddest sounding things. But you know what? I bet you could have had a good time anyway. I remember I got a flyer for it, and I wanted to go when I was in San Francisco. I was like, oh shit, but it was like... Wait, you were invited to a Corey Feldman party? Or his band? Well, you had to pay. Oh, clearly. I got a flyer, but it was like chicks and lingerie free. And then like chicks had to pay like you know 50 bucks or something and then dudes were like 100 bucks or some shit to get in that's pretty typical so i think that's why the vice people were kind of like what the fuck you had to pay 100 bucks and now there's like a bunch of like maybe kind of hot chicks in lingerie and like you know <laughs> then again if i was Corey, i'd be like oh you're from vice uh try not to sexually insult any of your fucking employees on your way to the parking lot thank you <laughs> <laughs> hey get back here uh, holier than thou attitude yeah and last year, Corey Feldman released his My Truth, The Rape of the Two Corys. Mm. So it talks about both Corys when they were little. And he's gotten a lot of flack with it. Oh, God, there's some awful blonde lady who interviewed him on the television and was like, why are you coming out with this now? Blah, 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 blah. Because he's a victim of assault. And uh, she was a fucking bitch to him. And he's like, she's like, why don't you just come out at the height of the Me Too movement when everyone else was? And he's like, I didn't feel like I had any safety yeah. or like anyone on my team. So like, she was just a bitch to him about it. And I didn't like it. Yeah. Why didn't you come out about your sexual assaults and like blow up your career and make powerful enemies willingly? It's like the American way, though. Let's blame the victim. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. It's fucking Hollywood's you know, gross, right? You're supposed to, like, fuck people. <laughs> it's like every every time I hear these stories, like, these conspiracy theories about these, like, uh, elitist cabals of underground elite oh. pedophiles, I'm always like, that's crazy. And then I hear stories like this over and over and over, and I'm like... Yeah. I mean, like, the whole, like, Brian Singer party boy airlines where he would, like, fly famous people to an island with on his plane and 
like Epstein and all those fools. Like that shit was actually happening. You know, I mean, yeah. there was definitely rich people with power abusing and raping young boys. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if it's the shit is true or not, but like, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to tell him what he experienced didn't happen. Right. Like, yeah. And also, we all know that people treat fucking kids like shit, especially like in Hollywood stuff. Like barely anyone gets out becoming like a stable adult or alive. Do you think that the Corys were like the first time that we actually saw? Well, I think this whole time period was we were starting to see what Hollywood was doing to kids, you know, like the whole cast of different strokes, the Corys. <sighs> You don't want to know what happened to Shirley Temple. Oof. Mm. Right? This 12-year-old. She's not 12. She was like fucking 10 or 8. Mm. And they put her in really short like skirts and they had her act out like scenes with the little other boys in diapers dressed as sailors. Yeah. And there was a moment in one of her interviews where her and her mom went into different rooms. Her mom let her go into the room with the fucking dude alone. And he pulled his fucking dick out in front of her. And then when she left, she told her mom what had happened. And her mom was like, well, you should have seen what I had to do. And I was like, oh, shit. That sounds like a terrible joke. (laughs) You should see the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyway. (laughs) Great visual jokes for a podcast. Yeah, too bad you can't see this. It's fucking gold. If you join our $10 tier, you can actually get a video of us recording. (laughs) Yeah. $50 be uh, Josh jerking off. (laughs) Well, wait. $50? He charged me $100. Yeah. What the fuck? Check out my OnlyFans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Corey Feldman stars in the movie as Bobby Keller. His best friend, Corey Haim, is Dinger. Jason Robards as Coleman. But he was, like, actually an actor, as well as Piper Laurie, who's his wife, Gina. She's in a ton of shit, including, like, Twin Peaks and shit. So you'll, like, probably remember her. Meredith Salinger was Lainey. And initially, Corey Feldman wanted Jennifer Connelly for the role. I bet he did. We all saw career opportunities. Yeah. When she's riding that little horse. Jennifer Connelly's salary demands were a little too much. <laughs> Meredith Salinger is pretty hot, though. Yeah. And, and Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. So these are, there are some good actors in this movie. I don't know how. There are some actual actors, yes. <laughs> yes, there yeah. are some legitimate actors. Oh, no. This thing has a budget. <laughs> I'm in over my head. <laughs> On that note, let's move into our deep thoughts. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Are we still doing this? Yes, always, every time. We've never not done them. (laughs) So when I was thinking about this movie, I was like, how the fuck did this work? Because I want to say this is not a body swapping movie. No, it's not. Yeah. I have the answer to your question, but let's hear it. (laughs) Okay. So this is not like Paratrap, vice versa. This is not a body swapping situation. So my deep thought was kind of like, how did Coleman and Bobby switch places in this dream world situation because in the movie they say it has nothing to do with physics or anything like that so i imagine the space-time continuum is the same but like when i was thinking about it i was like it's kind of like let's say like a groundhog day situation but not like living the same day over and over so maybe more like a the twilight zone tales from the crypt kind of scrooged situation where someone has to change their actions and or thoughts process to resume their regular way of life and essentially there's no real way to explain it yeah So, like, Rod Sterling describes, like, the Twilight Zone, it is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of a man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination, and it is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. (laughs) It's a very Lovecraftian intro to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I assumed. It was Coleman's lesson, right? Like, he kept fucking around with shit. Don't fuck around with shit, Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're going to be in Corey Feldman's body. 
the message was be happy with what you have and don't always be trying to like seek out more because that's what he was doing he was trying to extend their life yeah through magic essentially <laughs> so they could get more time together yeah, yeah. Fo- focusing on more instead of enjoying the moment kind of thing yeah yeah hmm. so that was kind of my deep thought is it's a twilight zone situation yeah, yeah. so years of listening to crazy people on coast to coast i know exactly what happened in this please basically the old guy forced his consciousness into Corey feldman's body displaced Corey feldman's consciousness and put it into the astral plane if you will or some kind of realm in between and some dreamland but astral plane is usually what crazy people go with and what happened to his wife is her and the girl basically just inhabited the same mind that's why they were in the house together so they were both kind of mixed up in that girl's body and the house is like the representation of the mind essentially the astral projection up there yeah, yeah. it's basically he astral projected his consciousness into cory feldman's body the problem is what happened to the old guy and his wife's body that's the part i can't figure out yeah that's the weird thing the body they should have been like in comas or something yeah they just disappeared into the ether yeah. of the universe we just don't know where their physical forms went while they're virtual they're in the dream space but they were able to actually jump into it. They physically entered the astral plane. That's wild. That's too much. No, that's their consciousness. A physical form cannot enter the astral plane. Do you think their bodies are just yeah. like <laughs> laying on the ground? <laughs> yeah, they should have been. In, how hard would that have been? Like they're in a hospital and the like, doctor's like, we can't explain it. They're unresponsive. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Actually. Like, look at this. I'm going to flip his dick and he's not, Touch- he doesn't move. <laughs> and then they just get up. I stroke his dick all day and nothing happens. Yeah. He must be in a coma. <laughs> and I'm really good at it. Maybe that was one of the things that was <laughs> edited out of the fucking movie, of the clearly heavily edited movie. I hate to say it, but it feels like Get Out, where like someone takes over somebody's body. No, but like very Corey... different. And actually, I was going to mention that, so thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> it's not a Get Out situation. He didn't suppress Corey Feldman's consciousness. He literally forced it out of his body. That's why Corey Feldman was in a completely different plane of existence. Got it. So he's not shoving it down. So he wasn't in his brain. He wasn't in the body, yeah. like watching him. He literally... Kicked it out. Yeah. It was like a, the Wonder Woman kind of thing where the guy was like yeah. inside Chris Pine's body watching <laughs> Chris Pine fuck Wonder Woman. And she fucked him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to sleep with anyone this hot again. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. There's a how the movie should have ended. You know, those little animations on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Where it's basically... <laughs> Chris Pine and Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman's like, I don't, I don't think this is okay. The guy's actual in the body, we can't, he can't consent to this, so we should stop. And then it goes to like a get out situation where he's floating there. He's like, I consent, I consent. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't have sex. The down below. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys ready to get into this intermission? Yeah, man. I'll have you all know today's intermission is brought to you by Blue Dream, which is one of my favorite strains because I always thought it kind of tasted blue. Uh, so we're going to smoke this blue dream and I'm going to dedicate this intermission to Corey Haim. Oh. Yeah. I'd smoke weed with Corey Haim. R.I.P. buddy. Yeah. But fuck you, Feldman. No. No. Well, Feldman's not dead. Oh. He's still dedicated to him. Yeah. Feldman can get on it too. R.I.P. I'll smoke some for him too since he's sober. I think. He may as well be. Mm. He's a walking corpse, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm sober. <laughs> Only whiskey and white wine for me. He looks sober. <laughs> <laughs> All right, smoke up, Johnny. We will meet you back here after the song. Sing, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do I do now? <laughs>
I guess my question for you guys then, what is big? It's a body transformation movie, right? I guess. But it also is sometimes listed. It's a body horror. And body swap <laughs> movies. It's body horror. It's Hellraiser. Yeah. I mean, people have lumped it in with it, but I don't. No. No way. Cronenberg. I see. I see that the, when I was looking around at this show, I was like, "What the fuck? Big? Big isn't a body swap movie." It's yeah. definitely not a body swap movie. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Whoever says that's an idiot. On the IMDb like trivia thing, it was listed, I think, as a body swap movie, and I was like, "They're like metaphysics movies, is what they are." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I just want to set the record straight that I don't think the girl did anything wrong. Fucking grown up Tom Hanks. I don't think so either. It was a consensual thing. He was technically an adult. Exactly. At the time. How was she supposed to know? You know, I mean, and now he has that experience to go back and he'll know how to finger a chick right. Good for him. Yeah. (laughs) Still probably not. You assumed that, yeah. Oh. Yeah. She could have, like, talked him through it all, like, the whole night. Like, no, 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 look down here. No, look there. Just like, Jesus Christ, just stop. Just, let me go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was curious what you guys thought that big was, but. I figured that's just what he looked like when he got older. Yeah. Right. So it's like a a push forward. It makes me think like, will the mom recognize him when he gets older? She's like, wait, you were the dude that kidnapped my kid 20 years ago. Yeah. You were the guy that was wearing my son's underwear when my son went missing. Yeah. You weren't telling the truth. Well, I always thought about that like with Back to the Future when Marty grew up where they're like, holy shit, it's fucking Calvin Klein. Our son is, wait, that doesn't make any sense. They did a Family Guy sketch about it, and he was like, you didn't think I'd know that that guy looks exactly like Marty, our son? Because <laughs> he thought she, like, <laughs> fucked him and then had Marty. Oh, that's son. fucking funny. I never thought about that's that. That's great. I feel like that's just not how human memory really works. <laughs> like, yeah. You have, like, a vague sense of what people, because they didn't really spend a lot of time with these people back then. And eyewitness accounts of what people look like is historically always terrible. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> That's true. And theoretically, they had kids at like 18 and then got jobs, like started a family. So they didn't have time to remember anybody. They're too busy working and fucking yeah. yelling at each other, I imagine. Apparently. <laughs> Fingering each other on a dance floor. <laughs> yeah, the dance in the sea dance. <laughs> the serpent under the... No, wait. Serpent in the rainbow dance. <laughs> I'm not dead. Fuck that movie, dude. Yeah. Well, ready for dreaming a little dream with Thank you. us. <laughs> also, this movie's two hours long. I kept checking to see how much time was left, and I was like, an hour, 45 minutes. And then I was doing like math where I was like, well, maybe 10 minutes are the fucking credits. So we're uh, introduced to Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, and they are in bed at a like slumber party situation. <laughs> Again, this is like a great way. It's like it's showing you these two guys are high as fuck. Yes. They're all coked up. They can't sleep. You're about to watch two hours of them just this, just screaming at each other. Yeah. Being incoherent and poorly edited. I kind of feel like maybe the director was rocking out a little bit too because the camera work like on this where it's like sliding through while they're talking back and forth to like each character and then like playing this like scat. It's like, what is happening? So, like, Bobby, who is Corey Feldman, wakes up Dinger, who is Corey Haim, is like, dude, I can't sleep. And Dinger's all pissed off because he was having a rad dream, I guess. But uh, it turns out, we're going to jump right into it. Bobby is in love with her psychotic friend Joel's girlfriend, Lainey Diamond, yeah. who is probably the hottest chick in school. Yeah. Josh is shaking his head. And the way they talk about Joel, I thought Joel was like a bad guy, like the bully. But I didn't realize. And the next day, they're all walking to school together with Joel. And I was like, oh, 
they're his friend. Okay. This movie pushes boundaries. It doesn't, not everyone's just flat. <laughs> Levels. Yeah, I was super confused by that too. Because the way they were talking about Joel, I figured he was like the school bully. Yeah. Like the fuck you up kid. But then like, yeah, he's like their good friend. Which makes it even more fucked up, I guess. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because they're talking about him here. It's not like, that's our friend Joel's girlfriend. You can't sleep with her. You're a bad friend. Yeah. It's just like, that's Joel's girlfriend. He's a lunatic. What's wrong with you? But he is a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they should have been, he should have been like, Joel will actually kill you. <laughs> not like metaphorically kill you. Like murder you dead. <laughs> and you're thinking Josh is exaggerating right now? <laughs> no. Let's find out, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Off the rails. We're out of practice. <laughs> Like and subscribe. <laughs> so it turns out also, along with being in love with Lainey, Bobby is failing every single subject at school. And you know what? His parents ignore him. They just don't understand. They came to talk to him. And Dinger, he's got his own problems. Apparently his mom ran over his leg with her car. She had a seizure <laughs> while driving in, in the film. A seizure salad. The last you ever hear of his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't think you ever see his mom. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Although you do see his sister in the sequel. Is the sequel? Oh, yes. Wh- which one's his sister? Uh, I thought the one that they, the girl that they live with is his sister. The redhead? Yeah. Teen witch? Oh, I never saw it. I just read about it. <laughs> no. I'll have to look that up. I, oh, man. And you know what? Part of me picked this, too, because I really want to watch Dream a Little Dream 2, because it's worse. Well, be my guest. Nothing's stopping you. <laughs> <laughs> Alone? <laughs> and in real life, I don't know if you already saw this too, Mark. Four days before they started filming, Corey Haim broke his leg teaching his mom how to motorbike. Yeah. But she crashed, broke her nose, and his leg. So they had to rewrite his character uh, after the injury. And when he healed, they had to keep his leg in like that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stories like that in movies. When actors hurt themselves, they just write it into the script. Yeah. Yeah, remember the chick from Newcomb High? She got written out. That's right, because she got fucked up. She got in that car accident or something like yeah. a few days before. I mean, I guess Luke Skywalker would be a more famous example than the girl from Newcomb High. <laughs> you got that motorcycle wreck? Yeah. Yeah, that that is a better example. <laughs> <laughs> but for our audience, it was a better... Newcomb High was a better... <laughs> I think they were trying to capture like the dialogue of like the Breakfast Club. Yeah. So, like, you know how they all sit around and they can kind of tell their story to each other as teens yeah. and, like, we're hearing them and, like, wow. This is when you're too high on your own bullshit, when you think that, like, everything you say is fucking gold. Yeah, let's get weird with it, right? Yeah. Well. So that same morning in another house, Coleman, who's the old man, uh, he wakes up and tells his wife Gina about his big dream. And at the same time, Bobby is telling Dinger about his dream. And they both dreamed about each other. Yeah. Coleman's best buddy, Ike, shows up, and apparently they all three hang out every day. Yeah. I mean, he lives downstairs, I think, right? Yeah. They're in, like, a duplex. Yeah. And and people online were, like, confused because they thought that the wife was cheating on the husband with Haradine Stan. I was going to ask, you think he's fucking her? Or they all fuck each other? I didn't get that at all. <laughs> I, I think that when you're friends for, like, 50, 40 years, everything is just kind of, like, blurry at that point when you're all that close. Right? Well, I think it's just because... He's always there. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. I just thought they were close friends. Like people were like, oh, he like hugs Gina. I think he gives her a kiss, maybe on the mouth. Yeah. I mean, plenty of people who aren't fucking kiss on the lips. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not that strange. They were clearly very close and very intimate. But but like these people are supposed to be more enlightened, too. Like, I think like just a quick peck on the lips is like an extremely common greeting worldwide, isn't it? 
I mean, they just don't do it in America, really, but... Then maybe they're like, who cares if my friend kisses her? We've known each other for 40 years. We yeah. all love each other or whatever. Like hippies. I'm stoned now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that at all, but okay. <laughs> no, they're acting. They're, they're doing yeah. a good job of showing a very close relationship with a non-sexually charged embrace. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are they fucking? We don't know. I'm team no fuck. Uh, I'm team they probably fuck, but that's all right. Everybody seems fine with it. I mean, they were, they probably were young and like the age of the swingers. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, they grew up in like the 60s. They're in their late 20s, early 30s. Key parties. Key parties, exactly. <laughs> I knew a buddy in high school who walked in on his parents having a fucking foursome with like the neighbors. Oh. He like went out to like party with some friends and he came home because he like forgot his coat or some bullshit. And like he saw the neighbor's cars like from like down the block where like parked in front of his house or something like that. So he went inside and the parents were all in the living room just like fucking getting down with each other. In the living and he room? He fucking just grabbed his coat and just, yeah. I know, right? They couldn't even get to the bedroom. Well, not in the bedroom. That's where we sleep. But that's what I mean. It's like, you know your kid's going to show up like once. Well, I think, yeah. You need like a, a chain lock on your door if you're going to do that. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, lock the fucking door hard. They wanted to get caught is what you're saying. That's what- <laughs> I don't know, man. That's like flying a little too close to the sun. They must have yeah. been doing that for a long time yeah. <laughs> to get that comfortable. And then my friend grew up to be a cop, so I don't know. Maybe it did fuck him up. Maybe it didn't. Eh, okay. Okay. But that's weird, too, because you have to think about your parents fucking and then yeah. fucking other people. Yeah. And then the memory of your dad's dick going in your neighbor's <laughs> mouth's wife ass or whatever. I think, like, actually seeing people have, set, like, sex is not traumatic to a child at all. The only reason it becomes traumatic is that all of society treats sex as if it's a traumatic, evil event. Yeah. So when a kid grows up in that and then they actually see it, it's like, oh, my God. I mean, if you think about it in the past, people probably just used to, like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Back to Coleman. (laughs) Yeah. So Coleman, the old man, he is nice, but he's stuffy and pretentious. He's always kind of like. You know, telling people what to do, I think. He's, like, so healthy and so educated that he, like, is irritated by everyone else. One of those militant hippies. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, like, everyone is an idiot. Everyone's fucking sucks, except for me, my wife, and her boyfriend. Yeah, and he's trying to unlock the secrets of the spirit realm using fucking Tai Chi he learned at the YMCA or some bullshit. Yeah. Right. (laughs) He should smoke weed. (laughs) Probably does. After Bobby and Dinger smoke their ciggies and rip their pants up, put on their dangliest earrings, the future's so bright, they gotta wear shades. <laughs> they, Bobby, Dinger, and their friends, are cutting through Coleman's backyard to get to school, and they do it every day. They, like, are kind of dicks about it, too. They, like, kick flowers, they flick ashes, yeah. they rap really loudly and poorly, I might add. It was not very good. Um, <laughs> so at this point, I'm, I hate everybody at this point. Yeah. There are no heroes in this movie for me right now. Also, I was so upset at the end when they zoom out from that guy's house to show you what that shortcut was, and it was not a fucking shortcut at all. No, it was just them going out of their way to be assholes. Yeah, because it was like it was like 10 more feet to the end of the block where they'd churn anyways towards school. Not only that, the shortcut would spit them out on the side of school, so they'd have to walk that distance anyways to get to the fucking door. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. But I was thinking maybe their early class, their running late, starts on that side of the school building. Yeah, because they really care about getting the school. <laughs> We're doing a lot of work for this fucking movie. <laughs> I guess there could be a side door. There yeah. could be a side entrance. A lot of schools have side entrances. Yeah, all right. Oof. God. Okay. 
Movie's still perfect. Yeah, still perfect. But this ruins Coleman's meditation. He's fucking tired of it. But mm. he's like, I'm not putting up a fence. That's the principle. So he called them hobgoblins and then sprayed them with red dye. Yeah, tripwires. After after the breakfast, though, Ike's like, what's your fucking deal, dude? Like, why are you being such a weirdo? Your wife's worried about you. And he's like, oh, well, I've been conducting this science experiment to discover what dreams, like, really are. He said if he believes that if he can find the point where dreams intersect with reality, that he could enter the dream state consciously and maybe even live forever. The fact that he's doing this without, like, peyote or any kind of LSD, like, he's just doing it fucking dry. No way, man. Yeah. Like one drop of LSD, he'd be fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Lucid dreaming. Yeah, like imagine what he could accomplish if he was rich. <laughs> Who says he wasn't? Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess that's true. He was drinking a lot of tea. <laughs> that's true. Mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, Ike thinks it's hella sus, right? He's like not into it. And he saw the Twilight Zone, that episode. Anyone, pick one. Don't do weird shit or bad shit will happen. Don't do weird shit. Don't make deals with strangers. The thing is always alive at night. Yeah. <laughs> scary door. <laughs> <laughs> the scary door. And like the film is trying to do this thing where it's swapping back and forth between Coleman and Bobby. So we're supposed to like link them together. Well, if you want to get yeah. into the metaphysics of it again, going yes, back please. to um, uh, Coast by Coast, there is a good chance that because of all this happened, that him and Corey literally were the same soul, mm. just displaced in space and time. Hmm. Because, you know, when you get reincarnated, there's no actual time period. It's not like time is linear after death. Time is more of a, you know, what the fuck ever Doctor Who says, a wibbly wobbly thing. And you can just come out wherever. <laughs> so they could have been the same person. That's why they were so in tune, like having the same dreams. Because uh, Corey kept saying that he was having the same, like, dreaming about the old guy. The old guy was dreaming about him. They were already lined up. And that would explain how mm-hmm. they can swap so easily. And maybe that's where Coleman got the idea. Yeah. Because he dreams about that kid all the time. Well, I don't think his idea was to jump into people's bodies, right? No. I think no, his, he just I wanted mean, to jump into the astral plane and live there forever. That's why it happened, though. Yeah. Right. And also, that's why, because their fates are intertwined, considering they're like either part of or the same soul, is that's why Corey showed up literally when he was conducting that experiment. Mm. <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. Mm. Their destinies were entwined. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, at school... Lainey is on the dance team. Here we go. <laughs> and apparently her boyfriend goes there to stare at her <laughs> and makes his friend stay there and watch. His friend didn't seem like he wanted to stay, but he's like, too fucking bad. Yeah. Look at my girlfriend's ass. Look at it. <laughs> and But don't look at it or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also drinking out of a flask. Yeah. Kind of a weird guy. <laughs> is that weird? Look at my girlfriend, but don't look at her because I'll fucking kill you. No, I mean, go, going to like your girlfriend's dance practice. No, he's like, just really weird and uh, possessive. No, but I think the way in which he did it, uh, fair <laughs> just enough, fair quietly enough. staring yeah. in, the, in the shadows. Yeah. Crazy ass. Like yeah. A, a regular boyfriend in high school could do that with no problem. Yeah, I mean, it's like going to your boyfriend's like football practice, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Lainey looks great in her leotard, yeah. and I hella remembered her from the film. She wasn't in my radar at all growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, hot teen girls that I was in love, love with. Like, Meredith Salinger wasn't... I never even heard of her. She wasn't really in that much stuff. Yeah. She was in Lake Placid. She's married to Patton Oswald now. Good. See, those are great things. Yeah. Congratulations, Patton. Lucky guy. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I hella remembered her. I don't, I don't think she's hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> his, his current <laughs> girlfriend was way hotter than her. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. 
But tall. Oh no, I have this tall blonde with big tits who's super into me. Let's who, go with this weird pig nose girl that who my wants psychotic nothing to do with me. Fucking friend is in love with. Yeah. But isn't that what it's like to be young? And his girlfriend was hot. His girlfriend had the hair I always wanted. And that does seem like team boy logic. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Well, like, well, I can fuck this one hot, easy, accessible girl, or I could fuck this girl that wants nothing to do with me. Well, I guess I'm going to go with the... Also, but, like, teens are so, like, mercantile in their, like, relationships, though. It's like everything is, like, attractive just currency. But I would be watching these movies when I was a kid, and I'd be like, what are you doing? That girl wants you. Yeah. Finger her. Yeah, kids, they're learning stuff, and they're all horny, and they, they're gross. But yeah, while they're in the gym, uh, Dumas, I think that's how he pronounces his name, it's French, right? It's pronounced dumbass. Yeah, he's like a punk, and he has a gang of punks, and they come in and start like messing with Joel and his buddy. One of them talks about the lusciousness of Laney's breasts. Joel gets really pissy about it. Those kids were fucking house punks, dude. Yeah, house punks. <laughs> you think they were house punks? I wasn't sure. Total house punks. Because I, I, they looked like they had like legit jackets, but <laughs> they they were a little clean. The rhinestones were yeah, properly legit uh, jackets that they bought at the mall. Yeah, hot topic. <laughs> no, no, they looked they looked made. Like all, I, I liked the clothes in this because they all looked made. Like everyone's clothes looked like they made them themselves. The eighties were cool for that. It's before shit was, like, mass-produced that way. Mm. If you wanted to be, like, different or weird, you had to do it yourself. And I appreciate that about the 80s. Mm. <laughs> but apparently, those people don't get along. Even though it kind of seemed like they were just friends, like, being dicks to each other. But, yeah. Yeah. It was really weird because their rivalry went from, like, friendly to, like, murderous, back to friendly, <laughs> and then to murderous again. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, even there, he's like, oh, what's up? dumbass or something he's like yeah your girlfriend's tits are big and they shove each other a little bit and it's like over and then it's like fuck you i'm gonna murder your whole family i laughed so hard it was when Corey was leaving the dance and one of the guys they just have him like you could just barely hear his voice off camera he's like hey pretty boy fucking bag it yeah oh <laughs> man i was like so fucking hard. this movie went like so far without any n-words any b-words any f-words and then like in a span of one minute it's all of them it's like five in a row <laughs> yeah so it's it looks like it's like a friday night coleman and gina are staggering home drunkenly from a date and he's out back and then starts pressuring her to do the dream meditation experiment she's all drunk and loose now right so he's like <laughs> let's do this shit but joel is making out with laney he's hitting up second base but he's being a little pushy yeah. Probably a lot pushy. So she slaps him and then bails. <laughs> the third base coach is waving him off. <laughs> <laughs> Stay where you're at, buddy. Yeah. He's kind of the guy that doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it, well, I can't remember what movie it is. Maybe High Fidelity. Where John Cusick's like, it's like getting turned down after you ask for a dollar and then asking for a hundred bucks. Because you go from like, <laughs> go for the dance oh, to trying to grab a crotch. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally what he was doing. Yeah. So I guess we're supposed to, now we think Joel's an asshole. I mean, we already kind of suspected he was an asshole, but now we're like, all right, he's a straight up asshole. But he's like horror movie level asshole. Yeah. The two Corys are also drunk and they're walking around, you know, talking shit, being bros. But Bobby decides he wants to just run. And Dinger is like, my leg is fucking broken. I'm not going to run. So Bobby runs by himself. And while Gina and Coleman are in the back becoming dream warriors, Bobby (laughs) and Lainey crash into each other her on his bike and him running through that shortcut a shortcut she never took like she was never part of that crew that took wait right or she did but her boyfriend is okay she'd probably definitely gone with them a few times through that yeah 
Yeah, I think she went through there with them, but maybe not on a daily. Because it looked like they all lived kind of close to there, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were walking to school, so they had to, right? Yeah, it's just hard to tell, like, where all of it's taking place. Mm. Yeah, so they're both knocked out. We got some symbolism to tell us, like, Coleman's quotes in his office are erased from the chalkboard, falling eraser in slow motion kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to represent, because there was a person there erasing it, too. (laughs) Who was that? (laughs) Yes, there was also a person erasing it. Yeah. I felt like that was a scene from, like, a different direction they were going, and he was, like, erasing it, and that was, like, supposed to be the part where he disappeared. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever happened, like, it worked while he was erasing that quote, and he disappeared and went into the Corey's body, but they didn't go with that shoot and put it, that clip in there. It was really weird. Probably because they were like, we need something that clearly demonstrates that you jumped into their body, because what you're doing right now is not enough, so we had to... Yeah. But they kept that scene in. Yeah. This movie just feels like they tried their best to make something out of this movie, but... They tried to... I think the thing was, they tried to make it so fucking surreal, it, like, didn't make sense. Yeah. And then they had to chop it up. And, like, piece it together. <laughs> but Bobby got more fucked up than, like, it seemed like. Yeah. And Dinger and his parents are waiting for him to wake up. And he doesn't know who any of them are. It seems like he has amnesia. Did you see who the mom was? Yeah. Victoria Jackson. <laughs> From Saturday Night Live. Yeah. She was, like, during the Mike Myers time. I, I remember her name right now, but I might just be stoned. She went all MAGA in the past few years, but... No. Yeah. Of course she did. Why? What a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but parents think he's on drugs, but they're clean. Mm. Dinger says so. That was the the only real bit of acting they did in this movie. Oh, we don't touch drugs. I thought Dinger did a good job. I think he was a little underused. Mm. So Bobby, who is now Coleman, goes to the mirror and sees that he's in Bobby's body, and then he just, like, runs away. And he immediately starts jerking off. (laughs) I was wondering about that let's take this boy for a spin <laughs> i actually had a question is it masturbation if you jerk off in someone else's body yeah, it's your body or are yeah. you like touching someone else are yeah. you like giving them a hand no it's your body i guess it, it depends on uh where you place identity if you place it on your actual physical body if you place, place it on like your collection of memories and thoughts because mm. like if i just plopped your mind into a different body that's just your at least in my opinion that's your body now like that's you yeah. Like altered carbon style, right? Yeah. If, if anyone listening has ever had this happen, please let us know. Yeah. If, if an old man's ever taken <laughs> over your body and jerked off, and when you woke up the next morning, <laughs> you were yeah. laying in a puddle of your own filth. Yeah. And then this scene, for some reason, they have him run out of the house, go to Coleman's. Yeah. I don't a know. Again. Random figure with a flashlight that you don't see goes, get out of here, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and then he runs yeah. back home and just like goes to bed. Yeah. But now he, when he's sleeping, he goes into this dreamland where it's at Coleman's house, but the house is trashed and toilet papered and stuff. Yeah. And Gina's there until Bobby shows up. But yeah, Bobby was like, this is all your fault for dicking with reality. Legit, <laughs> all of this. Bobby's okay with it, though. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't care. His life sucks. Yeah, he sees Gina inside packing up. When she's done packing up, she will be gone. Yeah. And Coleman can't get her back. Which, again, somehow their physical bodies went into the astral plane. So... Right. I guess Coleman's able to hang out longer, but she's just not as experienced with it all, so she's slowly fading away. Yeah. So when he's like, when Gina's theoretically there in the day, kind of, or whatever. She's half in, half out kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) It's because her, they show it later on, her and uh, the girl, whatever her name is, are in there. Yeah, what's her name? Lainey. (laughs) Lainey. Lainey. Her her and Lainey are both in there. Yeah. So they're like sharing the same brain. I just, the whole time I was like, why is... 
Bobby seemed really chill with all of this. Yeah. <laughs> you think he'd be more upset? <laughs> well, Bobby is basically like, I don't want to go to school. He's a teenager. I don't want to fucking fail all my classes and have to deal with what my parents are going to say. I'm supposed to get to yeah. college. Also, I'm in love with this girl. And here, I'm a guy. like, you know, and dating some other dude. Like, okay. and here, I don't have any shit. I'm just watching TV and floating around. Maybe he can just manifest anything he wants because he's in like a yeah. realm of pure thought. So he's just having hella sex with like Cleopatra and fucking cows. Yeah. There was Pepsi cans in there. It's like an Inception type thing. It's like yeah. he's in the dream. He's in the Inception dream world. He just have whatever he wants. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dream and a dream. He's too far down. I mean, why not? <laughs> he's got a sweet Scarface room. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hot babes and bikinis. <laughs> Yeah. Still spinning. I know. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm sex with 10 girls at once. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, none of that matters now because it's time for school. And now the hijinks ensue because guess what? Coleman and Bobby are different. Than oh, no. What? <laughs> yep. Coleman gets dressed as a modern 80s teen, but he forgets how to use a comb for some reason or how to put on clothing. Yeah. Did you notice the Lost Boys poster? It did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I'm like, all right, guys. That might be the one that he has in his house to this day. Oh. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting meta. We're getting meta yeah. on it. Yeah. Coleman's stoked on his new body. At least he says so out loud. He's like, oh, wow, this kid's prostate isn't the size of a melon. <laughs> Smile if you love men's prostates. <laughs> he ends up wearing the professor coat. But, like, you know, uncuffs the sleeves. I thought he looked pretty all right. Passable. Yeah, yeah. well, no, he's supposed to not look okay oh. right now. He, that's, he's supposed to look like shit because he's not really Bobby. But he still looks weird, so it's hard to tell. But, yeah, downstairs, his parents are making breakfast, but Coleman's a health nut. So he's, like, barfed out by what they're eating. Yeah. And they did have seven cans of Spam <laughs> on the very top of their oven. Getting warm and cold and warm again. Ooh. I don't know if you're supposed to do that. It's spam. It's invincible. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you do to those cans. His parents also do this weird thing where they talk to each other to talk to, like, tell him to get ready for school. Oh, will you tell him Dinger is here? And I'm like, why? Why don't you just tell him yourself? And then she starts a fucking grease fire in the fucking house. But yeah, Dinger and Bobby walk to school and Dinger's like, whoa, Bobby, what's up with your styles, bro? Did you use any moose today? Come on. <laughs> Oh, that's we didn't talk about that scene in the beginning when they just like gallons of moose in their hair and they're just like oh, styling yeah. it up and shit. That fucking grossed me out. I don't know why. Oh, I loved it. Getting ready, moosing up their hair, putting on their shades, looking cool. <laughs> Thankfully, Bobby is cool enough that he can pull off any outfit. So hopefully people at school won't notice he's that weird. And Bobby is in trouble too because he's always cutting. So he really needs to, like, get his shit together at school. Yeah. But now it's Coleman's job, right? Well, the problem is that I think Feldman isn't a good enough actor to kind of play two different characters. Yeah. No, not remotely. You know, he was like, I'm just going to play myself the entire time. Have you ever seen him in, like, an interview mm. when he was young? Yeah. He's really timid. Oh. He's really, like, nice kind of and timid. It's like a... Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because, like... The, the lady I was watching him in an interview with, she was like, oh, what would you want for anything in the world? He's like, well, nothing for me. I just want to make the world a better place. I mean, of course he was timid. He kept getting sexually assaulted by the global elite <laughs> yeah. and the Illuminati. Yeah. So I think the Coleman character was kind of more just like... Yeah. His, like they should have done something where Coleman and like whatever his name is, Feldman had like half control. So they were kind of like... 
the same person walking the same body. But instead of like it just being all Coleman, I'm like, I don't believe it because he's still acting like Corey Feldman. Well, somewhere in there, it's like they try to say it like he's he's in there still, you know, like somewhere like inside. But he has like complete control. Like he's not like influencing him. He's in control of his body because he is he when you get to, that's why it's so abrasive when you get to Coleman afterwards, because Coleman's like fucking old and crotchety <laughs> like a lot. He's like, ah, I don't want to be here. Ah, you know, it's like I should have fucked more. <laughs> Yeah. My foot hurts. <laughs> it's cold. And Bobby Coleman is not like that at all. But yeah, so they head to school and the school is fucking crazy. It's like one of those inside schools from TV too. Oh, I was in inside school. Josh and I went to school and it was outside. Oh, like the, you had to walk outside to get to your next class kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't have that. I was. It's funny because growing up on the East Coast, I always saw that in movies and I was like, that's probably so cool. But it probably sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the outside school? Yeah. Well, I guess it was never really super freezing, right? No, it, was, it ruled. You can cut. You could smoke. Oh. Yeah. It was really easy to disappear. My school yeah. is like, the one I work at is like half. Like, like, there's a main building that's like the traditional high school, but then there's a bunch of like other buildings outside that you have to mm-hmm. kind of mill around outside to mm-hmm. get to. So it's kind of half and half. Hmm. Wow. High school, baby. Oh, yeah. They're walking to school and they go through and kick uh, Coleman's flowers. But remember, Bobby's Coleman. So he's like, oh, don't do that. I'm Coleman now. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize that Get was part of it, flowers. too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, walking through the path, like, whatever, but, like, destroying his yard every time they do it. Like, fuck you, man. And that's, like, kind of how it goes. That's what a planted cactus yeah. is. They'd still kick them with their sweet boots. <laughs> Big ones. You kick a cactus, all you're doing is making more cactus. That's how they reproduce. You're just making it more powerful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You strike me down, Each I will rise up. Each cactus that falls on the ground grows into, <laughs> the, yeah, grows into another cactus. They're like plant hydras. Like hydras, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, school is too intense, so Coleman rushes to the bathroom and works on his panic attack. Uh, but Dumas shows up with his crew, and they start giving him the business, but he doesn't know they're talking to him because he's Coleman, mm-hmm. right? So Joel shows up and tells Dumas to fuck off, and then they all head out of there before those dudes can give him a piece of ass. For some reason, they saw that. Fucking burned him, dude. Fucking got burned, motherfucker. Well, but Joel's, like, in the hall fixing Bobby up. He's like, why are you wearing a tie, dude? And also, don't run into my girlfriend or I'll fucking kill you. And then he's also like, use some moose ASAP. <laughs> JK, JK. Joel's jacket. Did you guys see that too? The blue jacket with fringe. Oh, with the tassels? Yeah. yeah. That was a very interesting jacket. I, I don't think I'd wear it, but it was- Very popular jacket on the res, cool. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then Bobby does go to apologize to Lainey. Apparently, she sprained her wrist- but she's having an issue, too, because she can't remember her locker combination. Yeah. And now she's tugging at her lip. Yeah. And Coleman, I guess, kind of thought that it was going to be his, like, straight-up wife. Like, it was going to be her, like... Yeah, like, like the way it's him. Yeah. But the thing is, is Coleman was the one who did all this shit, and Gina wasn't 100% in, so her shit isn't 100% either. Like, the, the transformation or whatever isn't 100%. Just It's a tip. all messy. Yeah, it's like she was, like, the fly or something. There was a fly in her telepod <laughs> on her end. Or <laughs> whatever. Exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Shelly shows up, and that is uh, Bobby's hot blonde Bobby. girlfriend. But she's really pissed at him because she's been doing his homework and stuff like that. She gives him, like, a God's punishment curse. She's like, God punishes people, you know. And I was like, oh, shit. And she's crazy. That means that pussy is fucking amazing. So do your homework. <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> Tiff edit this part out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Bobby also tries to tell Lainey that she is Gina. And she's like, dude, why are you being a fucking weirdo? Yeah. So at lunch, 
Bobby is sitting where the nerds and apparently the hot chicks come out. So Dinger's smoking because he's always fucking smoking. It'd be kind of funny if like Coleman was like a super racist when he was younger. So he kept on looking for like, <laughs> he's like, where's the non-colored bathroom? <laughs> Let's go to the movie show. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bobby, what the fuck are you saying, dude? What the fuck's wrong with you? There's girls in the same class as me? What is this? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to... Uh, educate him that's the worst thing he could do they become too powerful but yeah stinger's weird out because bobby's sitting where he's not supposed to be sitting so they keep yeah. trying to do stuff like that but none of us can tell that that's the weird part of the school because he's like i'm gonna go sit with the girls and he's like no you can't we're on probation yeah. but i never explain what the fuck that means or why they're on probation. like yeah do they piss the girls off recently or they just don't sit together like i don't i didn't know and this is the part where zinger says that joel is like is his best friend this does happen yeah He's like, you can't go talking to your best friend's girl. Yeah. Well, I think he just means that, like, we're all besties. Okay. I mean, that, that, that I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's like South Park where, like, you know, Kyle yeah, crew, and right. Stan are, like, technically best friends and Kenny yeah. kind of goes with either one. And you don't realize until, like, you're 18 that you can just, like, not be friends with pieces of shit. Yeah. You know? Like, well, I've always been friends with them, so I guess I'm always going to be friends with them. And then one day you're like, wait, I hate this fucking guy. I've always yeah. hated him. Remember that time Joel almost killed you? Yeah. Remember that time Joel put a gun in your mouth and made you suck it off? Maybe we shouldn't be friends with that guy anymore. I don't know. Fuck you, Joel. <laughs> yeah. But Shelly in that area is getting a little suspicious that Bobby's sleeping around, right? Mm-mm-mm. But Shelly likes bad boys. Mm. So she's going to stick it out. I mean, of course she does. That's why she's with Bobby. Yeah. But she asked Lainey what her and Bobby were talking about this morning. And then Lainey's like, homework. <laughs> like she would say to her parents or something. And that's when she's like, no, I do his homework. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, suspicions are on the Busted, rise. Busted bitch. Mm-hmm. So, for some reason, Corey Feldman's also, like, running constantly, like, back and forth in this movie. Like, I think it's supposed to build tension. But he's, like, he's, he runs to wait for Lainey. And Lainey is confused. She can't remember any of her dances because she's still a ghoul in Body Swap Land or whatever <laughs> in the dream world. She's half in, half out, baby. Yeah. So she's confused, but she's not going to believe that she's a weird old woman trapped inside her own body. Yeah. <laughs> she starts having hot flashes. <laughs> Is anybody else hot in here? <laughs> God, I keep getting these waves of heat for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, Bobby goes to Ike's house to try to convince him that he's really old man Coleman. He quotes, like, uh, maybe, Oscar uh, Wilde and stuff. Like, his him trying to convince him is just him being like, hey, trust me. Like, he didn't say anything like, hey, around a time I mean, 20 years ago, like- we were both at a bar. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, kind of. He was like, remember that threesome you had in the Philippines? Uh, and I never believed you, but yeah. I believe you now. But he didn't start with that. No, he, he didn't. He started with like, you should just trust me. He has no reason to believe this kid who breaks shit in their yard all the time. Maybe it's because I've seen enough fucking movies that if it happened to me, I'd walk right up to you and be like, hey, Tiff, this thing you did 20 years ago, only I would know that. You'd be like, oh, shit. It, what, oh, shit, Mark. What are you doing in the body of that cat? We should all make a, a phrase in case we come back from the real future. You know, Jez and I have that, but we keep forgetting what it is. So we'll we'll jokingly, <laughs> like, we'll talk about it. We're like, oh, we came up with a code word. What is it? And we're like, fuck, now I don't remember. Updated update it every six months. There was, a, there was a TV show. I think it was like Legends of Tomorrow or something where uh-huh. one of the characters, it's like a Groundhog's Day episode. And one of the characters is trying to explain it to everyone. And they're all like, oh, she's just crazy. And then finally she comes up to one of the characters and this goes Groundhog's Day. Yeah. And he's like, oh my god, you're stuck in a loop. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, let's help you figure this out. That was Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> he also has, I also has a dog named Smudge, and he only likes Coleman, but he likes Bobby as well, so mm. I think this might be him. <laughs> 
you know what? Because <laughs> like, I just got beef jerky in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that and that's like it would still be pretty hard to believe. Like yeah. he asked him at one point, he's like, "Did Coleman put you up to this? Like, what is this?" Yeah, he could have like he's like he did some bad tai chi, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, Coleman could have showed you that." And then he said the story, and he's like. <gasps> That's like, right. Well, Coleman could have told him that. <laughs> yeah. It was like him saying that he should have faith. It was him doing fucking terrible Tai Chi. It was the dog liking him, even though that kid definitely has a Slim Jim in his pocket somewhere. <laughs> he is a Slim Jim. Let's dude. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has half-eaten Slim Jim in his pocket. In him. Ugh. Well, meanwhile, Lainey is having a pretty wild conversation with her awful lush of a fucking mother. Her mom sucks. Her mom is pretty terrible. Her mom is pretty fucking terrible. The, what they're talking about, it's like her mom is kind of like, it sounds like she wants her to put out for Joel because his family has hella money. And like, if she doesn't, Joel might break up with you. And then Lainey's like, why do you always think you're supposed to give in to a man? Look where it got you. Boom. Yeah. Roasted. Oh. Yeah. I also, like, didn't his, okay, your family has money. Who gives a shit if Joel's family also has money? Like, Clearly, right? Well, I think she has money because of the divorce. So oh. Lainey's dad left her for a younger woman and took her brother. Oh. And her answer was, I could have been warmer. And it's like. Well, I mean, like, if you want your daughter hooking up with a rich kid. At high school, maybe hmm. don't send her to the worst public school in the district. Maybe yeah. send her to a private school. Maybe they can't fucking afford it. There was a lot of rich kids. I can't believe my daughter married a garbage man and not a fucking yeah. presidential hopeful. <laughs> hey, not there's anything wrong with being a garbage man. Yeah, but mom's got some pills to pop, so she's going to feel great <laughs> in no time. Bobby shows up, though, and is very sweet because he's Coleman. Ma'am. <laughs> When her mom asks where she's going, she's like, I'm running away and I'm going to become a prostitute. And her mom's like, so this must be. And she's like, stop it. <laughs> They're like constantly like fighting with each other. Her mom is awful. Yeah. I mean, her fucking mom drugs her later. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, was her mom really wants her to fuck that guy. Irredeemable. That was her like first go-to thing. Yeah. It was like as soon as she was stepping on that line, she just like. I don't like her attitude. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, yeah. All right, I'm, d- I'm over this. Time to mute her. Yeah. Joel, by the way, my daughter's upstairs passed out. Now is your chance. <laughs> no, totally. I legit thought that could be the next yeah. step. <laughs> <laughs> that Her mom was fucking crazy. But yeah, Bobby Coleman takes Lainey to Coleman's empty house. And thankfully, it's still full of healthy snacks and nothing's gotten rotten because he grabs a fucking handful of cold tofu as a snack because that's that's Coleman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he says he's watching the house and watching their dog puts on some Sinatra and it's panty peeler. She's into it. Of course, she's a 60 year old woman in reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's Gina's favorite song inside. But he goes to kiss her, totally blows it. And I was thinking, how weird is it to be like a 65 year old man hitting on an 18-year-old girl, or is it, like, Bobby mm. at that moment? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I mean, if give it a little credit. If this guy's super, like, tapped into the spirit realm, he's probably only seeing his wife, right? Right. Like, I quantum leap. Maybe. I don't know. But that's doing a lot of fucking work. Maybe he's probably just dealing with, the, like, he could supplant his consciousness, yeah. but maybe he's uh, still bound by the biology of a uh, 14, 15-year-old yeah. boy. So, you know, his hormones are raging. Yeah. Like yeah. Wonder Woman saw Chris Pine in the body. She didn't see right. the dude that they were fucking through. <laughs> yeah. So that night, back in Dreamland, Bobby is wearing a great dream outfit. It's like <laughs> a full tuxedo top with a red bow tie. He's got red, like, rolled up shorts on, red high top converse. Uh, his fucking legs. No, I thought he looked cool. <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> 
don't know. He looked like what some 50-year-old movie executive thinks a cool kid would look like. It's like Coleman on top and like a dude on the bottom. He was wearing the outfit you would make a kid wear if you were delivering him to like a fucking pedophile. Like, hey, Jim, here's the boy you ordered. Short shorts and a tight shirt. This is what was happening. This is our most controversial episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman sees Gina inside and everything. And it's like doing this echo reverb when they talk to you. And it's like actually really obnoxious. Mm. There's a part where he goes, uh-uh. And he's like, what didn't you understand? Uh or uh. Uh or uh. Uh, or, uh. <laughs> but in the dream, Coleman has the wound on his head from the accident, but not Bobby. Huh. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I kind of hate Coleman. You know, at no point was he like, I've discovered eternal life. Yeah. I can hop from body to body forever. I mean, my wife's great, but she had, what, 20 more years, maybe tops? Yeah. He loves his I wife more than that. Forever. For eternity. I'll find a new wife. He wanted him and his wife to do it together so they could live together forever, Joshua. I don't know. I think when confronted with that. Not everyone can make it. Yeah. I'm going to remember this. <laughs> Not many people are handed a fucking golden ticket and being like, well, can I take my wife with me? No? All right. Well, sorry, honey. Hmm. You ever seen the movie Skeleton Key? Yeah. There's basically a couple doing this, but like through voodoo instead of tai chi. They're yeah. basically just body swapping their way through eternity. Great ending. I guess I just spoiled it though, but. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> and then Kate Hudson gets body yeah. swapped at the end. But you heard it here first. Sorry if you've never seen Skeleton <laughs> Key. You had fucking 20 years to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bobby tells Coleman he doesn't want to go back. So Coleman kind of offers to fix up his life so they can get back to normal. Bobby agrees, but he's like, you got to do some stuff, man. Stop being so stuffy, pretentious. Stop quoting shit all the time. Tell people what to eat. And then he quotes a quote at him. And I was like, oh, shit. The students become the master, huh? <laughs> Way to go, senpai. So Bobby tells him to go home and watch some home videos. You know, so Coleman can, like, bone up on some Corey swagger, right? But don't forget, that includes using Moose, old man. Yeah. Right, Josh? Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. Also on the video thing, I saw Jaws and Roots and mm. movie Grand Canyon and the movie Tora, 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 which Coleman, the actor Jason Robards, was in. Ah. How about that? All right. That's... That next morning, Coleman's like, he's he's getting in the game. Yeah. So some smooth jazz starts and Coleman's like coming out. You know, he's getting the 80s makings for a popular teen icon. And he still has that like cool cut on his forehead. He like had this military style shirt on, but he like, instead of like stripes on the side, he like sewed little shells and like yeah. bullets too. I thought it was very cute. Fucking stolen valor. <laughs> I don't think it's stolen valor after you sew shells onto it. No, it was just a regular shirt. Ah, you were in the shell corp. <laughs> yeah, man, the great ocean wars. Yeah, fucking Aquaman walks by. Yeah, Aqu uh, you fought in the great sea lord fucking wars. <laughs> or ocean master, sorry. If we were in Atlant Atlantis right now, I'd fucking whoop the shit out of you. <laughs> so, at school, Coleman's trying desperately to act like Bobby. He's sorry about being an uncool dude and about being totally unchilled yesterday bro but laney is actually more pissed off that he lied to her about watching those people's houses and them having a dog because they don't and then trying to make out with her he says he just wants to be friends but he leaves and she opens her locker and there's roses in it with the quote from coleman's office they gave each other a smile with a future in it and so that's like written on the card and so she knows it's him smooth but you know he's planting seeds he's trying to get lucky scamming yeah scamming is what he's doing yeah he's Oof. he's totally scamming on his friend's girlfriend yeah. right now <laughs> <laughs> dick yeah but they play 
Otis Redding, Dreams to Remember, which is a great song. I love Otis Redding, any Otis Redding song. Yeah. I think the person who made this movie did really like music. Yeah. Well, the fact that they got fucking Frank Sinatra songs, like, I don't know how they were able to afford any of this music. Now, this movie had a budget. Oh, did it? Yeah. I mean, I don't even really know what the budget was, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah. just looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the music fluctuated between being super terrible, like that, where is she? Where is she? Yeah. And then, like, fucking Frank Sinatra and Otis Redding. And then, like, where is she? <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> there was that song. <laughs> yeah. Rock on. <laughs> That's a real song. Yeah. No, they're all real songs. Yeah, but they're not good songs. <laughs> yes. It's P.E. when they're getting down to Otis Redding. And Dinger can't play because he's got a broken leg. So he's smoking, dancing. But Bobby and Dumas are face-to-face, like, front and center for football. And the quarterback passes the ball to Bobby. But Dinger trips... Dumas, as he's running by Dumas. with his cane, fumbles the ball, and then Dumas tackles him anyway, even with the cast on. He doesn't care. Yeah. And his leg's really broken in real life, right? Yeah. Well, when his leg healed, mm-hmm. they just had to make him wear a fake cast, and he had to pretend uh, for the rest of the time. I was, I just assumed he was so coked out that he wasn't feeling anything. <laughs> he's like, I feel great. Can't feel my face. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, but Joel stops the fight, but Dumas knocks the wind out of him, and then Dumas is like, does anybody else want some? Bobby's like, yes, and he goes into his meditative yoga pose for some power, but apparently it works, because he fucks him up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Tai Chi was originally a martial art, so. Yeah. All right, so maybe Coleman was a little bit more serious than I thought he was. No, his Tai Chi sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was probably in the fucking war, dude. He was probably in yeah. Korea. <laughs> Even in his old man state, his Tai Chi was pretty amateurish. You can go to yeah. the park and just see some old Chinese dude doing it like a million times better than that actor who learned it probably an hour before they shot that scene. I was in a tiger cage for 20 years, you young brat. <laughs> <laughs> this The way this movie works, too, is like that's how you can tell the editing is so rough. It's like it smoothly transitions like into another scene, but like it's not smooth because it's always kind of abrasive. So like they're fighting. And then all of a sudden it's Bobby and now Joel are walking outside of school, you know, and and like they have to talk about what happened to like fill in everyone's like, so like they leave school, apparently they had detention or something. And he's like, where'd you learn how to fight? (laughs) And Bobby was like, uh, Kung Fu Theater, dude, (laughs) you know, because he is a Ninja Turtle. Calabanga, bro. (laughs) Yeah. But then Joel asked Bobby if he's pooned Shelly yet. Mm. And like the rest of us, Bobby's like. Pooned? <laughs> Don't be crass. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking? Didn't you about? say that in your wedding vows? I promise to poon you until the day I die. <laughs> Speaking about wedding vows, uh, we danced to "Dream a Little Dream." The song. Did you? The the remake, it, the the bad remake song, or the original? No. The well, song's good. No, the one by the Mamas and Papas. Oh. I like. I actually really like that song. I like old music too. I'm an old guy. Hmm. But yeah. So Joel gets even grosser and talks to Bobby about how uncooperative. Laney mm. has been lately mm. super barfy. And I'm sure dudes yeah. talk like that all the time, but Joel's just fucking gross. She's super dry down there, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. It's like she's a 60-year-old <laughs> woman or something. Yeah. And I'm fucking everybody's type, bro. Oh, I like that part. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, Bobby's like, dude, why don't you just poon another chick? You don't poon? even like her anyway. And then Joel's like, you call me crazy? I'll kill your whole family. You call me crazy. <laughs> I'll kill everybody. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, oh, sorry, man, my feelings were hurt, <laughs> something like that. And then, like, they, like, in, you know, Bobby's like, oh, yeah, man, totally, it's cool, we're friends, but it's, like, clearly he's saying it. So, Toxic like, masculinity. Don't fucking strangle me to death, dude. <laughs> Please. Yeah. But now, it's time for some real fun. Right, gang? 
Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) So just as we were walking through the school with Bobby and Joel, we are now clipped over to Lainey, who is apparently dancing for her dancing magic act that she has later. (laughs) Very jazzy hands. But Bobby is watching her in the audience. Yes, there's a lot of hand movements in, in the dancing. Yeah, they're playing the Bad Dream a Little Dream song, the rock version, as it's called, mm-hmm. um, arguably the worst version of the song I've ever heard. Just take a night and kiss. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, Lainey looks adorable in her little cute striped leotard, but Bobby jumps up and starts dancing himself, and some would say in the style of Michael Jackson, because mm. they were friends. But now, it's Coleman, though, dancing as Michael Jackson. Right. So I think he's like summons up Bobby to give him some young right. dancing moves yeah. and who summons up Corey Feldman, who summons up Michael Jackson. <laughs> it's scary to think that this is like three minutes long. And in reality, it was probably like 40 minutes long. And they had to like cut it down to this. Mm-hmm. Just him just thinking he could dance. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he and Michael Jackson were friends, but he I in that same interview I saw he said that he wasn't really trying to be like Michael Jackson in this scene. Yeah. They just kind of dress similar. And he never discredited like cuz they he said it never happened to him. What happened to the other kids? He did later. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did oh. later. When the last documentary out came out, yeah. remember the one on HBO? Yeah. That one, he was like, I can no longer, like, defend him yeah. anymore. He's like, the victims need to be heard. because well, what I remember he said, I'm not, like, discounting anything anyone's ever said, but my experience wasn't like that. Well, no, Michael Jackson only molested the poor kids. Oh, yeah. I think if he's going after, like, Macaulay Culkin and... He left Macaulay Culkin alone. Yeah. And he's like, like, oh, these guys are powerful. They have lawyers. No way am I fucking with them. They will destroy me. Yeah. So, like, that documentary is like, here's the other kids that no one knew that fucking yeah. lived with him. But, I mean, he might not have done anything to Feldman, but he definitely groomed him. Poor ones. Yeah. No, they would just buy from their parents. He basically yeah. did buy them. How much does a kid cost these days? Uh, <laughs> back then, it was just a trip to Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer. I'll write you a check. You just call him the blank. So, yeah, bad Michael Jackson dancing for about three minutes. Uh, yeah, but he told he said he taught himself to dance. Michael Jackson didn't actually teach him to dance. He taught himself to dance. Tiff, that is very obvious. (laughs) (laughs) And their styles are kind of similar because the lady asked him if he was dressing kind of like Michael Jackson. And he was like, no, I taught myself to dance. Mm. It's kind of a gift. Curse. So I kind of remember my mom saying, like, when I was watching this, she was like, huh, he's trying to be Michael Jackson. I'm like, God, mom, it's just how people dress. Close the door. (laughs) Close the door. (laughs) Yeah. But whatever happened apparently worked. Because uh, Lainey's going to hang out with him later. Nice. But yeah, Bobby takes Lainey to dinner where Coleman takes Gina to dinner. Trying to jog that memory of hers. Yeah, yeah. But Bobby tries to tell her again that the old people are gone since they crashed in the backyard. And Lainey's like, you're a fucking weirdo. He's like, what if I take you somewhere where nothing's weird? Which is not true. Yeah. As soon as someone says that to you, they're taking you somewhere really fucking weird. Yes. <laughs> Guaranteed. It could have been a room made up to look like the Holiday Inn <laughs> inside the know. spacecraft. <laughs> so full Coleman date, handsome cab ride, long walks, all that stuff. They look like they're having a great time. They're having like a heart to heart. And like Bobby asks her if she loves Joel. And she's pretty like level-headed person for a teenager. She's like, um, none of that shit matters. I'm in high school. Yeah. Plus, he's tried to rape me every time we've hung out, so I don't know. 
<laughs> so I don't know if this is going to work out. Yeah, one star. <laughs> God, I have a bike. <laughs> but he totally blows it right after getting a kiss and telling her yet again they're secretly the fucking old couple inside of them. <laughs> and then, you know, she gets all pissed and, like, takes off. But then Dumas and his toadies show up and they smash Bobby in the face with the door of his Jeep. And then his buddies hold Bobby back while Dumas just fucks him up a little bit. Lainey's freaking out, being held back by another dude, probably the hotter one of the crew. <laughs> For being honest. Then Dumas looks up Lainey up and down. He's like, Pih, I'd rather jerk off. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, just a little threat yeah. of some sexual yeah. assault. Let's uh, head home. Yeah. <laughs> Night well done, boys. Then they smash up his car and leave him for dead. <laughs> um, Lainey was wearing the cutest striped socks in this scene, too. She's, she's adorable. And it's so close to the 90s. Like, so it had, like, a little bit of, like, a 90s-ish feel, too. When was this? 84? 89. 89. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I watch one of these movies. Mm-hmm. And there's these high school bullies. I really just wish I could live in a universe where I could, like, they could inject, like, Stephen King bullies into these movies just to see how the movie will change. Let me write a fucking H in your stomach, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, Stephen King bullies are always lunatics. Yeah. This guy is a Stephen King yeah. bully. Who? I mean, I'd say he's on par. Joel? No. Nah. Joel? Joel comes close. Joel Dumas, actually does no. come close. Yeah. Dumas, no. They talk him away from it. Yeah, yeah Joel is legit like from dairy or something yeah. <laughs> i don't even think so because joel sees reason at the end though like yeah he doesn't have pennywise <laughs> telling him what to do anymore though mm. Once, since he moved yeah true <laughs> he's not like the dead soul of a demon come back <laughs> well, maybe he is i don't know <laughs> well, he could be i don't know there are no rules in this movie or whatever the fucking plot to sometimes they come back was. Dream Warriors. Dream Yeah. Warriors. So now somehow Bobby and Dinger are walking together. They share Stotch, Dinger, and is like really concerned about Bobby trying to fuck Lainey. And he's like, now there's no fucking way he isn't going to find out about you and Lainey. Sorry, buddy. On Monday, you're getting your ass beat. I mean, I'd be concerned. He's going to blow up the whole friend dynamic. Yeah. It's a valid concern. Like your group of friends is about to implode because this guy can't fucking not scam on this chick. <laughs> yeah, because Bobby already has a girlfriend who's in their friend group, too. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, Joel's one day away from buying a leather trench coat. <laughs> yeah, but back at Lainey's house, yeah. her inappropriate mom talks to Joel, and she slurs, out of sight, out of mind, Joel. <laughs> like, I guess Joel was right. He's everybody's type. He's the mom's type, too. He's the, yeah. yeah, he's hella the mom's type. Yeah. yeah, but he gets in to talk to Lainey. He's pacing back and forth, asking where she's been, and she lies and said... You know, she's at the gym, right? But Joel already looked for her at the gym. Fucked up. So he goes into, like, weird dad mode and tells her she better straighten out her act. <laughs> he's not going to wait for her to grow up or some shit. Shape up or ship out. Yeah, and then he's like, come here, give me a kiss. And so she has to get up and, like, go to him oh, and give him a weird, kiss. Oh, like, little... Yeah, some, yeah. like, tiny little fucking power thing. What do you think? Hottest scene in the movie? Or <laughs> or was the opening scene with the Corey's about to kiss hotter? Uh, I think the hottest part of is when Corey is covered in blood. <laughs> the hottest part is when uh, Joel has Dumas on his knees and he has the gun to his head. And then uh, like, he's about to make him suck his dick. This is going to happen. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. And I'm disappointed. <laughs> suck my dick while your friends watch. And all his boys are going to watch. You know what? Different strokes yeah. for different folks. That's what they say. <laughs> so now in the same night, Bobby is now not with Dinger. He is walking around with Ike. And Ike lied to his wife to tell him why he's spending time with a high school student at night. He says he joined the big grandpas of America. Yeah. And then Coleman's like complaining about the fucking school system and 
how shitty it is and how my knees hurt <laughs> how stupid his parents are it's cold where's my sweater <laughs> no but now his knees don't hurt he doesn't need a sweater yeah <laughs> and on top of that he got beat up twice that week yeah, i'd be like fuck my wife dude <laughs> <laughs> i have true power have you seen what these high school girls are wearing nowadays find a new wife with my hot young body <laughs> yeah i'm gonna fuck the blonde chick and the brunette <laughs> It's not my body. Yeah. And if it is, I'll just hop into another one because I'm a god now. <laughs> I can riddle it with all the STIs that exist and just fucking dip out. Yeah. I mean, technically, he could just hop into bodies like and fuck shit up for this person until they go to jail and then hop into another body. What was that movie with Denzel Washington? It was like that. There was a demon he was trying to kill that basically was a body hopper. So it would literally do that. It would just fuck someone's life up, become like a serial killer, and then just hop <laughs> someone else's body. That's fucking dope. Uh, and John Goodman was in it, and the fuck was that? I don't know, but I want to watch it. And it was an angel. Oh, fuck, oh, the fallen? Quigley? Uh, the angel dog? Quigley down under, that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was fallen. That sounds like something real. <laughs> Quigley the down under dog? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said? Uh, Quigley the angel dog, the one where Gary Busey becomes the dog. Yeah, Fallen, uh, 1998, not, not 2016. Yeah, Elias Codius is in it. Hmm. John Goodman's in it. But it was just Fallen. That was awesome. There was like the scene where like Denzel's figuring it all out. And the guy is like on a crowded street and he's jumping from body to body hmm. in front of Denzel Washington and like making eye contact from everybody that he jumps into. Hmm. It's fucking awesome. Well, I will check that out for sure. Sorry, I'm high and I got excited about talking about a good movie. <laughs> no, that's all right. I wanted to hear about it. I'm also, it turns out I'm high too, so. Old Grandpa's Club. Oh yeah, Big Grandpas of America. <laughs> <laughs> so Ike drops him off at his parents' place and because like, do you know how you're going to get back into the body? And Coleman's like, I think I have to repeat the experiment. He's like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Gotta power. with this one for the next 60 years and then jumping at someone else's. Well, yeah. technically they can still be friends. Might see what else my brain can do. <laughs> right? <laughs> Might be able to kill people with my mind. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> could become anything. I'll be this fucking cat. Yeah. Well, me and Mile, Lainey's mom, can't really stay in her lane. She wants Lainey to tell Joel that she hung out with Bobby, right? Mm. <laughs> Why are you so invested in my relationships, you fucking weirdo? Well, yeah, because she's supposed to, like, be a fucking item because she's got to marry her out. Right. Or something like that. It's fucking weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is like... What year is this? <laughs> medieval Europe? Like... You see, man, it's like Coleman's in the body of Bobby living his life, but Lainey's mom is trying to live through her daughter, man. Oh, whoa. <laughs> in real life. Joel's family will play a mighty dowry for you. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what's going on. We'll marry into this family. <laughs> we gave them 20 of our best sheep. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he, uh, Bobby walks in on his dad, like, talking shit about him for oh, some dang. fucking reason. He's like, he's failing the SATs. His mom's like, you can't fail that kind of test, you idiot. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, he'll find a way. I can't. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can get a pretty fucking terrible score. I mean, he doesn't yeah. seem like someone who was going to college. Or, like, that was his goal. Like, I was surprised he was taking the SAT, honestly. He's, like, mm. failing everything. I picture a gas station in his future. He's going to community college first. Yeah. He's not getting into Harvard. No. Let's just say that. <laughs> but, yeah. When Bobby walks in, they see his face is all fucked up. And his dad still can't talk to him. He's like, can you imagine what he's done now? <clears throat> ask him if the cops are following behind. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you ask me if I'm okay? Yeah. Why can't you, like, be a fucking normal person? Like, yeah. no wonder I'm fucking screwed up, dude. Kind of a good speech. It was. I, I will say, Corey talking Joel down later was kind of a good thing. Like, none of this shit that you think is important right now in 20 years is not going to fucking matter at all. 
Like, this is all this bullshit you're going to forget about. I mean, that was, yeah, that was a legit good scene. Yeah. It was decently acted. It was just yeah. a bad movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every clock's right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I felt maybe this was, like, an easier scene for him to, like, understand and talk about, too. Like, because I'm sure his parents were pretty shitty forcing him into fucking child acting. Yeah. Yeah, Paul's stepmom met Corey Feldman when he was a kid, and she said he ran up to her and was like, flip me upside down. <laughs> flip me, flip me. <laughs> it's the only way I can cute. feel. <laughs> <laughs> so after a restless night, Coleman and Bobby are back in dreamland sequences, and uh, Bobby's like, I'm all banged up, man. You should take better care of me. Yeah. What's going on out there, Coleman? Oh, not to mention that Bobby told Coleman in the first stream that he knows how to fix things. He's just not telling him until Coleman gets his shit together. Very poorly yes. explained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a deal. Like, I don't want to go back there until you fix my life. Yeah. And he's like, my life still sucks. I'm not swapping. Fuck you guys. Yeah. But I will give you a hint. It has nothing to do with states and systems and nothing to do with physics. What's tall when it's born... <laughs> And short when it's old. <laughs> and if Coleman wasn't as smart, he would have figured it out two dreams ago. It's like, this is Dreamland. I can summon the entire 1986 fucking Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. <laughs> or the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, whatever you're into. That's what he's doing inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, do not go in there, man. It's just fucking puddles of it. Let's be real. He's got Kelly Bundy in there. He's got 20 what? Kelly Bundy. It's like yeah. Rick and Morty when he has like a whole stadium of redheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go, son, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's fucking paraglide. <laughs> <laughs> the crotchless Uncle oh, Sam's so costume. Do they ever show Rick's parents? <laughs> uh, no. Not yet. I'm sure we'll get them that that deep someday. The Sanchez's. <laughs> I always hope I always hope that his dad was like also a fucking crazy scientist. I would treated him like shit and dragged him on stuff when he was younger. <laughs> Just like he does with Morty. Yeah. <laughs> it's all legacy shit. Or his mom. Not to be sexist. His mom could have been on that. It, it is yeah. 2021, Josh. You know, weird. <laughs> this, the doctor can't be a woman. <laughs> sure. A female doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I still love that. That was a fucking riddle when we were a kid. It still works. It still fucking yeah. works. Uh, yeah. I can't operate on this boy. He's my son. Mm. If I ask that to my class, they'll many of them will get it wrong. I guarantee you. Well, it's old now, I think, right? Like, people probably don't tell each other riddles as much. <laughs> hey, I've got a riddle for you. Put down that yeah. TikToking machine. Yeah, check out my latest TikTok, <laughs> my latest rid- the riddle of the day. Dude, I know. They love them. On finals, I always attach, like, an extra credit riddle sheet, and that's, like, their mm. favorite part. They love that shit. That's right. So if a rooster lays an egg on a roof, what side will it roll off? That kind of shit. Yeah, they also like the like the super complex like scenario ones, like the guy hanging in a locked room yeah, that's awesome. with ice. a puddle of ice underneath them. Those types of riddles. That's cool. I like one where it's yeah. like guy walks into an elevator, and on rainy days he's able to hit the twentieth button, but on not rainy days he's only able to hit the tenth button. It's because he's a a little person and he has an umbrella. Mm. Like who the fuck was thinking of these stupid bullshit things? That is really weird. <laughs> you could just always carry an umbrella though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm walking up 20 flights of stairs today. This is what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, Coleman wakes up to Bobby dubbing over saying, this is the last day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and Lainey wakes up this time because Bobby asked her the night before to try to remember her dream. But there's no time. It's the SATs, apparently. Yeah. And it's weird because like, when he's talking to his parents, he's like, I've been studying and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, have you though? really? Because we haven't seen like one book yeah. in this film. <laughs> Like really, there was a like uh, a quick scene book. where he's in school and it, 
and it's really boring and it's like someone's like sharpening a pencil a lot though yeah. i was yeah. saying some nonsense about significant figures yeah they really <laughs> love zero and talking about why zero is so important <laughs> The asshole teacher in the SAT is, like, giving some fucking speech. I know. Did you notice that? I laughed at that part, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think many of you won't make it. I'm like, no teacher would say that. I mean, yeah. some teacher somewhere would say that. Look to your left. Look to your right. One, <laughs> to, of, you one of you would not be here. <laughs> I just read about this, like, article about this fucking junior high teacher in Florida who'd been, like, bullying kids and, like, using racial slurs for 10 years before they fired her. Ooh. 10 years. Like calling them stupid, making fun of them for being like special needs and shit. So yeah, I definitely believe there are teachers like that out there. That guy's like fucking totally up his own butt right now. I'm like, you're just supposed to give him the test. And that teacher was Hillary Clinton. (laughs) More like Killary. (laughs) (laughs) Good lord. So, back to our teen drama. Panning through the SATs, everyone's taking it i guess the apathetic teens dingers they're clowning around joel's looking at laney laney's looking at bobby and bobby who's coleman is working really hard to pass his test he's even got his einstein shirt on <laughs> and when he turns it in he goes like full coleman is like corrected some of these answers on your test here so you might want to check out the book for that nbd <laughs> laney rushes out to meet bobby after he finishes his test and she admits that she did dream about the old couple but she's not an idiot she's also like you also may have suggested it and that's why i fucking dreamed it dude but whatever i'm still into you yeah let's make out anyway you're using hypnotism <laughs> you read the pickup artist's book <laughs> yeah. she's got a good head on her shoulders Try kind of yeah. neg me <laughs> <laughs> read mysteries book but they're trying to kiss right outside in the window, like, the windows are there. Digger comes out and is like, Joel's in here. He's lurking around, man. And yeah. then Lainey tells Bobby Coleman that Gina said she loves him. But Shelly hears it thinking that she's saying Shelly loves her to Bobby. And then freaks out. I told you that in confidence. Yeah, and she runs after her. And then Joel's like, women be nuts, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Uh, but one of Dumas's buddies walks out at that time. And Joel calls him an asshole and, like, fucking starts shoving him shit. And Bobby's like, dude, it's cool. You don't have to beat him up because he beat me up. Let's yeah. just move on. It's over. Yeah. And then Joel's like... Yeah, I do. <laughs> Joel's like, yeah, I do. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, sorry. And then Sucker punches the kid anyway. And then all three of them get detention. Which is funny, because I was loving movies how, like, detention is this, like, unbreakable... Like, that kid could just leave. <laughs> What's the teacher going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I just aced my SAT. Lots of kids just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be in trouble. <laughs> Because the teacher isn't going to put hands on you. like. Yeah. No, I would just cut and never be there. Yeah. The, the real prison was in your mind, Tiff. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Tell you what. Yeah. He's going to be like uh, Hannibal Burris and Spider-Man when they leave the tension. And he's like, no, stop. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Willy Wonka. <laughs> get, that's exactly what a teacher will do if you leave. They'll be like, oh, no, come back. So you got the tension. Well, that night, since he had to fucking do work all night, I guess... He's running around looking for Lainey outside. It's dark and he heads to Lainey's house, but his mom says she's not there and legit blows her fucking cigarette smoke in his face. And he's yeah. like, you don't like me much, right? And she's like, what's not to like? <laughs> but Joel is also looking for Lainey. But then yeah. her mom narks her out again and was like, oh, she's been hanging out with Bobby like, this whole time. And his blue tassel jacket. Yeah. With the fringe. Did he have a red tassel jacket too? Did he have two tassel jackets in this movie? No. Oh, one, one tassel jacket. It was just one? Okay. But he wore it almost every time that he needed a jacket. So. 
So at Coleman's place, the Where Is She song is playing for like the fucking thousand. Where is she? <laughs> Where is she? And Lainey walks in the door when he's looking and when Bobby's looking at pictures of Coleman. She's not sure if she believes Bobby, but she's in. Did you notice the picture of Coleman on there where he's like, has his arms out? He looks like he's the fucking cult leader of Summer's Isle (laughs) (laughs) from the original Wicker Man. It's just like, it's like pictures of him in old black and white. And then there's one where he's like in a (laughs) robe, like with his arms in the air like that. Yeah, a lot of pictures of yourself, huh? Yeah. I mean, I guess they don't got like kids or anything, so... What the fuck else are you going to put up? Well, he has uh, pictures of Gina, too, on the other side. Family photos, family of two. Bobby tries to decipher the dream they had last night, and he says if they fall asleep tonight, the real Bobby and Gina will be lost forever. Yeah. So Lainey's like, let's just play cool tonight. We'll go to the dance with our partners, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. The night of the prom, everything is all going down. Exactly. Now Bobby's coming downstairs, looking sharp, ready for the big dance. He's got his little tux on. His parents are cool. They're like, hey, you really gave us a good talking to you last night. Yeah, you really, you know, put things into perspective. Maybe if I'm not always thinking you're doing shit wrong mm. constantly, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> like, now get out of here because I'm going to fuck your mom. The dad said that he liked the dinner and the mom's like, I know you like it crunchy. <laughs> 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 okay. And they pushed all the shit off the table and fucked them right there. Yeah. <laughs> a little something for everybody. Uh, at the dance, Bobby and Dinger are rocking out and dancing with their special lady friends. But Joel shows up with a fucking purpose and a flask, and he's ready to fuck Bobby up. And his buddy is like, whoa, maybe everybody should cool out, maybe. And <laughs> Joel is not having it. But Lainey runs up to him in time before he can, like, punch Bobby in an adorable peplum dress. I love mm. those old dresses. Heather Graham wore one in License to Drive. She did. That's right. The little tight little blue number. Yeah. Those are cute. Um, it'd look better if it wasn't pastel. But anyway, they start to argue and Joel's yelling about there not being accidents and asks her why she's so frigid lately. If like, because she's hanging out with Bobby, I was like, whoa, bro. And then he's like, you owe me. She's like, fuck off, dude. And then he's like, well, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? This guy is out of control. Yeah. Like, Does he hit her or just does he push her? Well, it looked like just he- Just wait. He pushed, because she was like, you don't give a shit about me. But I do, so it's fucking over. Hmm. And then, you know, he's a shitbag and he her. tells her no because she's his property and he, like, shoves her down. It's like a hit push. Yeah, it was too much either way, you know? Yeah. Bobby runs to Laney, of course, because he's in love with her. Dinger and the other dude try to calm Joel down. Yeah. But Joel's not going to be held back. He's out of control. Yeah. Zinger makes a very good call and is just like, get her out of there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm like, yeah. someone's thinking with their head here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, actually, Dinger is constantly thinking with his head the whole time. Yeah, he's like the voice of reason. <laughs> he literally Corey Haim is the voice of reason in this film <laughs> constantly. Yeah, yeah. So they bail on the dance, and then Dumas, <laughs> <laughs> he's outside and he sees Bobby. The torrent of f bombs that just get. <laughs> yeah, he calls him the queer f word, and then uh, just the one. All the other ones after that are just gratuitous. Yeah, yeah, right. like, I was yeah. like, one guy said it, so he was like, yeah, he broke the seal. <laughs> So we're all going to say, and they're all just drinking outside. <laughs> but then when Joel runs out after Bobby, Damas trips him and is like, oh, man, I guess I should have told you I saw them together, bro. <laughs> like, they were fucking. Yeah. No. Then Dumas calls Joel the F word. Then Joel's like, you're the F word. And then he invites him to his party. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to the bridge bar tonight. Come and fight it out. It's fighting time. But he does. he's not that clear about it. He just says they're going to no. be there and you should come. <laughs> Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, I don't know. Yeah, and then Dinger, he tells Joel, fuck him, it's not worth it. 
Yeah. And like they, they share a drink from his flask. Well, you know? but first I got to talk about the scene with Corey Haim in the car where it's like him talking to himself and it's like that weird cutting. Yeah, yeah. We're right there. Yeah, because Bobby and Laney are out dancing at like an old person's club to Sinatra again. Yeah. But it's like North Carolina must have like a thriving community for their elder retirement <laughs> community. Because <laughs> there's like plenty of places for them to all party. Uh-huh. I think it does actually. <laughs> Makes sense. The ones who can't make it down to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, good for them. Use condoms. All right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But meanwhile, like you were saying, Dinger is waiting for Joel to grab shit in his house, and he's, like, got this monologue in the car. He's like, I'm too fucking attractive for this shit. I was dancing, having a great time. The cuts are weird. Super weird. This is another moment where you could tell that he was just talking for, like, 20 minutes. So they had to edit it to be... Just the most concise, whatever they can get out of it. Yeah. Cohesive. Yeah, just bail. She just bail. She just get out of the car and leave. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of what he's saying. He's like, oh, great. Now here's this fucking asshole. <laughs> Which I actually, I mean, I've had that conversation with myself. <laughs> yeah. I should just like, leave. What am I doing uh, here? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I should just go home. I should just go home. Oh, here's this fucking yeah. idiot. Oh, great. Yeah, here we go. Well, and he's even like, I was dancing with the chick at the fucking dance. She was totally into me. She was hot. Yeah. What the fuck? And now I'm sitting here waiting for this fucking incel. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joel comes back with more liquor and he's like, check it out. I've got a fucking gun. <laughs> yeah. The first dude that pisses me off at the bridge fucking party is going to get murdered. What's the cap? Yeah. Was it the bridge bar? Because I was super confused. The bar is called The Bridge, but they hang out in the alley because they're not 21. Okay, that makes more sense. Or maybe drinking's 18 there. Yeah. No, because they came, they came out of the bar, or they came out of something. So maybe <laughs> drinking is 18 there. Because I heard him say we're having a party down at The Bridge, and then he shows up in this alley, and I'm like, this isn't a fucking bridge. Yeah. The fucking liar. <laughs> yeah, there was one of those really bad cuts earlier, because Joel goes to the bridge and, like, hangs out and has some angsty teen bottle throwing. And there's a sign in the back that says The Bridge, and it's a bar. So Uh, you would have had to have been, like, paying attention. Did did bars bars out here do this? Like, in New Jersey, there we uh, bars sold packaged goods where you can, like, go into the bar and just buy booze and walk out with it. Uh, It depends on the county. Not anymore. We used to be able to, in our hometown, we'd get to-go beers. They were way more expensive, but you could, like, grab 12 beers. Yeah, like bar price, so. Yeah. Because I assume that these guys were just buying booze from the bar, but then taking it out with their fake IDs. Yeah. Well, their liquor's law. Because they were drinking at the dance, too. But if they're 18, that means they can smoke and drink. Buy a lot of tickets. And I, I was looking and, like, California didn't really outlaw all smoking till like, 85 to, like, 89, basically. Huh. People were still in some places probably smoking. My like, mom said there was, like, a special room for it when she was in high school. Like, there was a smoking room. Yeah. She said that also in college, like, the... Uh, Lecture halls just had ashtrays on the desks. There it is. You could just stotch while watching your lecture. (laughs) (laughs) No one gave a fucking shit, dude. (laughs) It's like Vegas everywhere. And then Dinger's like, dude, I'm not into this. You're going too far. And Mm -hmm. he's like, well, fuck off and get out of my fucking car. I don't like to hear different opinions than mine. Like that. (laughs) This is the point where I would have been like, okay. (laughs) I was thinking that anyway. (laughs) Well, Joel feels humiliated, so someone's got to pay, right? (laughs) Dinger, like, is trying to refuse to get out of the car, so he legit pushes him out. And Dinger's like, you're a goddamn psycho, which is pretty accurate, I'd say. Shelly then shows up at Lainey's house and tells her mom that Joel hit her and it's totally all Bobby's fault. And I was like, what is going on in this community? Yeah. And the mom was like, what did you do to provoke Joel? Like, oh, Jesus, fuck. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to be his Jeffrey Dahmer fucking fuck doll, dude. Like, (laughs) thanks a lot, mom. (laughs) 
So yeah, Bobby and Lainey are at Coleman's now trying to recreate the, you know, yoga incident. Joel's driving around drunk and honestly having a blast. And I thought that was a good uh, recreation of driving drunk. <laughs> Swerving. Swerving, curving, all over the motherfucking curving. Yeah, probably shouldn't drive drunk. What does E40 say? You don't want to get drunk and crash the whip. Ruins the night. <laughs> hey, it's 420. Oh, all right. Don't mind if I do. Dumas and the punks are drinking in the alley at the bridge bar. Dinger and the other friend who's always with uh, Joel, they're like trying to go find Bobby to help with the situation. Lainey's mom and her new fake dad leave to search for Lainey. They, when when Dinger and friend two like find Bobby, he's like, you got to help us find Joel. And he's like, dude, I'm fucking busy. And he's like, are you serious? <laughs> he's like, everything's like fucking falling apart. And also he's got a gun. He's going to shoot people. I definitely don't want to go there now. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me out of that. Joel? No, I'm not going to find Joel with a gun. Thank you. Blue tassel Joel? <laughs> yes. That was scary as fuck before he had a gun. I sure yeah. ain't going to go to him now. <laughs> No thanks. But as they're leaving to go find Joel, Lainey's parents pick her up and, and take her. And Bobby's like, don't fall asleep. Don't forget. So Joel pulls up to the bridge alone. He shouts for Dumas. They come out and, you know, they show up with some beers and stuff. We're like, you came alone? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And then Joel immediately pulls out the gun. It took like 30 seconds for him to become, he's like the first guy that fucking pisses me off. Joel's fucking hammered. He's lost it. He's fucking completely lost it. But he does shoot a warning shot to make sure everyone stays. Mm. And he asks, where are the chips? That's only something that exists in movies. Because if you shoot a gun in the air to get people to stop running in real life, they're just going to run faster. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's no fucking chance those three guys would have stopped running (laughs) when he shot the gun. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what do you do, right? Time to play who can suck my dick the best. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and this is the part where Lainey and her mom are arguing, and like, because it's doing yeah. that switch back and forth, and her mom's being a fucking rag. <laughs> she also tells Ron uh, that she doesn't want him to see her mother anymore. I thought that was funny. I was like, what did Ron do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> later he drugs her. I mean, so, yeah, okay. At this exact moment. So then her mom, when the, after the fight, her mom like cracks up one of her pills, and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, just go give it to her. Just go give it to her. It's fine. It's fine. Go give it to her. Yeah. And then she has Ron give her the glass. He's like, Whoa. what a spineless turd. I'd I know. Like, no. She like makes the eye like, go give it to her. I'd be like, no, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Sounds like she's being a little more warm. Yeah. Than she was once before, right? Well, that's how she lost the first <laughs> husband. She's doing better yeah. with this one. I'd be like, Lainey, don't drink anything your mother gives you. Lainey, call the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he totally does it in a, like a, the most fucked up way possible too. He's like pretending to be your friend. Yeah, like I'm sorry, your mom's such a rag. This will make <laughs> bearing with me easier. Yeah, but back at the bridge, the whole rest of the gang shows up to check on Joel, but he's got a fucking gun to Dumas's head, and he's like, "I'm loving it." <laughs> <laughs> Unbuttoning his pants. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's literally like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And then Bobby, like, you know, he has this thing, and he's like. We beat each other up. We're all fucking assholes and shit, but so fucking what? Yeah. In fucking 20 years, I will think of him and think he's an asshole and not care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to go to prison, like, for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. Like, your life is ruined forever. Yeah. He finally takes the band-aid off his head. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Bobby's, like, making this speech about it, and he's like, you stole my girlfriend, dude. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I did, but, like, you're really going to kill Dumas because I finger-banged your yeah. fucking girlfriend? Huh. Like... <laughs> Let's be real here. You know, I think about like, all the times I told my parents they were like ruining my life. 
like for like the dumbest shit. Dude. You're ruining my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like someone hot's going to be at this party and now I have to go to grandma's or something yeah. like for the weekend. And you're like, now I'll never have any friends. No one will ever <laughs> like me if I don't go. And my mom's like, there will be other parties. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, no, oh, this is never. the only party that ever. It's that FOMO, dude. <laughs> right? Shit's powerful emotion. Yeah. yeah. At the time. You know, and then Bobby's like, maybe you should be pointing at, at me. In fact, why don't you guys <laughs> all just get over here and fuck me up, you fucking tools? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go over here. I'm going to have a beer. Would anybody like to just fucking join me? Like, you're invited. Have a cold brew with me. Yeah. And then, like, Joel, like, points the gun at Bobby and fucking cocks it. Yeah. I was expecting Bobby to do like the put it to his head. Thing. Yeah. Like, Come on, fucking pull that trigger. Do it, man. <laughs> you want to kill your friend? Fucking kill me. Yeah. I'll just rip the soul out of your body and fucking inhabit your body because I can do <laughs> that now. Yeah. <laughs> then he points the gun at Dumas again, but then lets all the bullets out. And it's like everyone breathes a sigh of relief, especially Dumas. Take off your pants and I want to see how many bulbs you could pick up with your ass cheeks. <laughs> he He's just, he shouldn't have a gun. No, I mean, that's a given. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's foolishness. Which he also bought from the bridge bar, apparently. No, he got it from his house. No, he got that from his house. Oh, did? Oh. Yeah, it was probably like yeah. But I dad. thought the scene of him at the bridge by himself in the alley, he had like a paper bag, and I thought he was that was him buying the gun from somebody. No, because when no, he went no. to the car, when Dinger was having his monologue, yeah. he was like, I also have this. And uh. Dinger's like, what are we going to do with that? And he's like, you're going to drink it. And he's like, I know about the alcohol, dude. I was talking about the gun. Yeah. That was a good joke. Yeah. Old Joel still got it. <laughs> but yeah, Bobby then heads to Lainey's house now that he's had his beer and his buddies are cool to make sure she hasn't fallen asleep, but it's too late. He knocks on the door. Mom's like, you're not coming in here. You fucking skid. And then yeah. he climbs up the railing to her room and breaks the window, bleeding all over, totally hot. And then Ron <laughs> kicks the shit out of him and like kicks him out of the house. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of on the side of her parents because he's acting like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah. I told you, he would have been put in a padded room <laughs> if there was if Reagan didn't close him. Well, I'm surprised the mom wasn't like, what did you do to make him come into the house and bleed all over you? <laughs> like, it's all her fucking fault. That was fault. a conversation that happened the next day. <laughs> huh. You dumb yeah, slut. Yeah, why are all these men coming after you? What are you doing wrong? What were you wearing? And you're supposed to be putting out more, by the way. <laughs> be warmer. Show a little skin. Yeah. <laughs> more. You're not going to dress like that, are you? You look like a Puritan. Yeah. What happened to the miniskirt I got you? Put that on. <laughs> the miniskirt grandma got you for Christmas. <laughs> she knitted it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you like showing your coochie. <laughs> but there's a big hole in the middle for it. So, yeah, he makes a lonely Bobby walk home. But in the end, Coleman wakes up and he's Coleman again and his wife is dancing around and stuff making breakfast and it's bobby is dubbed over and is like oh yeah remember everything i said it was a lie yeah there are actually no stakes in this movie. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> like why did you just make a movie and then take everything that happened like away yeah, yeah. you just like canceled everything out so there was no point it's the least satisfying ending. yeah <laughs> yeah so that's like it you know everybody's fine but now that like you know him and Bobby have had this experience. They now can, like, look at each other like people. And, yeah. you know, he won't fuck up his yard anymore. He's like, yeah. hey, guys, let's walk around this time. They have a connection, though. Mm-hmm. Mutual respect. He's like, but you're welcome to walk through. He's yeah. like, no, but I'm, I'm okay. He's like, but you can anytime you want. He's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, last time I went through that fucking yard, I got punched out of my body and sent to the dreamland, motherfucker. Yeah. I'll go. I'll walk the extra 10 feet today, yeah. thanks. Let's never go to the wizard's house again. <laughs> the wizard's house. The fucking house. dream wizard. Evil fucking Tai Chi wizard. 
But yeah, and then the end, they have them like both dancing to the horrible dream, a little dream song, yeah. and like top hats and stuff. I got one second into that part before turning it off. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> you got a lot out of me, movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I I always watch the whole thing. Do what I do at the end of every movie. I scan through the credits looking for any hidden scenes, and I turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, roll credits. Yeah, that's the credit roll. This is it. We did it. It was a hard one, but we did it. We fucking did it. Yeah. How many times do they sing Dream a Little Dream, you think? Mm. Fucking too many. Too many. Yeah. Not a lot of trivia for this movie. Um, Corey Feldman's dad is the dad of the director of the movie. Oh, cool. Really? Yeah. yeah. Some nepotism going on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. The movie trailer for this, when it first came out, doesn't mention it's a body swap movie at all. Oh. So, like, people went in there thinking it was just, like, a teen angst movie, and then we're like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So it was kind of weird, because there was a lot of body swap movies coming out at the time. There was, like, uh, Vice Versa, like, Father, Like, Son, mm-hmm. all these bullshits. So they were like, oh, okay, we don't want to be another one, so we'll just... we'll marketed as a teen angst film can't wait till we watch vice versa i'll tell you what i mean that's probably a wise choice because if like yeah we would just come off weird as fuck if you like no one would watch that dude i mean it already was <laughs> an old man as in Corey feldman <laughs> and uh they placed frank sinatra <laughs> and no one cares <laughs> it is kind of wild to think that uh laney was falling in love with coleman so after coleman's gone he's gonna be like man you were so nice you were charming you were worldly, you had all this knowledge, and now you're just a fucking dumb kid again. I bet he's still got some of it. Oh, you think he... Yeah, yeah I bet both are. both of them have a little bit of each other in it, I bet. Uh, I'm telling you, they're kindred spirits. They share, they share mm-hmm. the same soul. Mm-hmm. And maybe when Coleman was young, he was rambunctious, which is why he tried so hard to be a good person later on. Mm. The, uh, the only other trivia is, in Feldman's book, he talked about how after this movie wrapped, they had a big party in the hotel room. But like thousands of people showed up and they end up doing like $20,000 worth of damage to the hotel room, apparently. That's awesome. Something crazy. You know, which is typical back in the day, but you know. I mean, the hotels make money off that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, you broke our TVs and our mini fridges. What shall we do? Yeah, because they charge you the original price for it and then they buy nicer shit. Yeah. And then they can hike up the price of the room. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie with uh, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, and Nicole Eggert? Yeah. I love Blown Away. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Haim eats her out. The fucking, like, yeah. like for reals. Yeah, while she's standing. It's the bomb movie? Yeah. Yeah, Blown Away is so funny because it's the ski movie, but, like, in the very first scene, ski season's over and they're leaving, so there's yeah. no skiing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> a, a, it's like a double-cross, triple-cross movie where they're trying Thriller? to... Yeah. Oh, man, we can, we can absolutely watch it for this, too. It fits the show very well. Are we talking about different movies? There's a Blown Away movie with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, the, the bomb one. Yeah. There's another movie called Blown Away with the Corys and Nicole Eggert. That's like a sexual thriller. Oh. Yeah. And Nicole Eggert's so hot in it, too. Yeah. And it's less good than the serial bomber. Yeah. <laughs> but but in the interview Corey uh, Feldman did for this, he was like, I'd love to kind of play a bad guy. Yeah. Like, in real life, I've never been able to be, like, the bad guy, so it'd be fun. Well, he was the bad guy in that movie. Yeah. He also kind of played the bad guy when he took Kelly Bundy on a date and married with children. He was in one of the episodes, and he told her to put out or get out. Oof. And then she got out. Good for her. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. <laughs> and then I think Al Bundy beat him up, like he's known to do. Al loved his daughter. <laughs> Probably the only person in that family he liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. His little pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. She was him. Yeah. So, like, Corey 
Feldman was originally cast in the film without Corey Haim, but Lala Slotman, who was Shelley and the other Black Crows singer, <laughs> was Corey Haim's girlfriend. And I heard that she said that she wanted him to be in the film if she was going to be in the film. Yeah. yeah. Meredith Salinger was in The Journey of Natty Gan, is what it was, with a young John Cusack. Oh. And, uh,. I think Joel was also in the 95 copycat movie with Sigourney Weaver. The copycat movie? Copycat. The copycat serial killer? Oh, all right. right, Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I already said Piper Laurie, Harry Dean Stanton, Heather Graham. Done nothing. Firewalk with me. Yeah, all the trivia is just like, these actors were in these movies afterwards. And these people all went on to do Twin Peaks together. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to know what the top five movies of, of 89 were? Yes. See, dream a little dream, number one. <laughs> dream a little dream. <laughs> I don't two. know where that one was, but it was Batman, the Michael Keaton one. I oh, can't compete with that. Nah. <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, oh, man, Lethal Weapon <laughs> Two, mm. Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and Rain Man. Oh, that's a that's a rough weekend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to open your movie to. It was a great year for movies, though. Yeah, I think those were all like huge blockbusters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I got. I couldn't find a budget. I, I, yeah, I, the only thing I found was that like the budget for uh, License to Drive, oh, which okay. was eight million, but it did twenty two million, which is what I think why they were able to like get this movie. Right, right. It made a total of like you know five point five million. Yeah, probably didn't quite make its money back. <laughs> um, it's technically I see it being called like a cult classic. What? No. Kind of thing. Um, I think it's probably just people like me who saw it when they were a kid and like liked it because of that. And then there's nostalgia reasons, but mm-hmm. I don't. It's probably not a great film. <laughs> oh, it, it probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's 4.7 stars on Amazon out of five, though. Jesus. Oh, great. 5.9 on IMDb out of 10. How many people actually rated it? Yeah. Yeah, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes audience score. So One person found that useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> yeah any final thoughts i know we've too long yeah yeah really long it was also yeah definitely cut it down a half hour especially if you're not going to give us anything at the end it was all a dream like making us watch this for two hours and then being like oh there's no actual explanation to what happened to them yeah and also yeah now it doesn't matter yeah, yeah and it's all a dream josh's least favorite things yeah. all a dream yeah <laughs> Fucking Jacob's Ladder. Well, I mean, yeah. well, I like Jacob's Ladder wasn't well, a dream. It was a little out-of-body metaphysical experience on the brink of death. Yeah. Like, it was literally yeah. the forces of good and evil. Just like dream a little dream. No. <laughs> trying to battling for a soul, and that was just the construct. Fair enough. <laughs> they did it in his mind. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess you could say that's a dream, right? But yeah. Not a little dream. Definitely a dream, a big dream. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bigger dream. Uh, who's your favorite Corey? Haim. Neither. They're terrible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just like asking what your favorite way of cutting your dick off is. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I guess a chainsaw? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly don't know who the fan base for this would be, like, except for, like I said, old people who saw it before. Mm. Teenage girls in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cool as ice, right? Yeah, definitely not girls with Corey Haim, Corey Feldman buttons that they still own to this day. Yeah. 
Cool as Ice uh, came out well after Vanilla Ice's popularity spike. Yeah, Cool as Ice was 1990. <laughs> like, he was uh, on his way down and had reached almost the bottom by the time that movie came out. Yeah. Oh, man. Great riff track. That's why you got to sign the contracts when you're at your highest point. Yeah. Yeah. So then you can make the movie when you're on your downhill like, decline. Oh, man. Well, Josh, do you have a pick for our next film? Yeah, let's keep going with teenage angst here. Uh, I saw, I was watching a gunship video, and it was one of those videos where it's just a bunch of clips from movies from the, uh, those action movies from the 80s or early 90s, and this one came up, and I forgot about this movie, forgot that it existed, but it's starring Will Wheaton, Sean Austin. <gasps> oh, I know what this is. It is. What is it? Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. You got it. <laughs> Let's watch it. Totally forgot that this movie existed. Oh, man. I loved this movie. Please don't little. be heart to heart. They all <laughs> fall down. This is so good. Like Toy Soldiers. Yeah. I remember, I vaguely remember Will Wheaton having an earring. Yeah, and he was like the son of a, a, a mafia guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was like the tough kid. Wow. I can't wait. This is going to be great. Fuck. Let's watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for some toy soldiering. Yeah, so make sure you guys tune into next tune into next time. Tune into next time. <laughs> Whenever that may be. 2022 <laughs> maybe. Tune your podcast radio to our yes. station. So tune in next time for WWT the Razor. Josh's pick toy soldiers. And then uh, of course you can hear all of our other episodes on intermissionpodcast.com, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, I guess. Uh by searching for intermission PC. We also hope you liked this episode and hope we've earned a like or rating or share from you. And it's always a great idea to subscribe to our show. Then you don't even have to think about it. We'll just show up and make your day. (laughs) It's it's always a good thing, right? And if you're into media shit, we got Twitter at intermission PC, Instagram at intermission underscore PC. Do we have a Twitter? You just said it. Did I do? Oh, I already did. (laughs) (laughs) there it goes finally losing it that last brain cell that was holding on (laughs) this is the movie that killed you you can also follow mark or myself on social media various social media platforms at tipahora at mark e espinoza you can also email us at intermissionpc666 and then you know tag us on stuff show us what you're watching (laughs) uh jeff wanted me to give him a shout out so hey jeff thanks for promoting our show and being jeff Hi, Jeff. Hi, Josh. Good old Jeff. Oh, and I'm going to do a shout out to Corey Feldman because I know you listen. <laughs> Thanks for being a big supporter of us in the beginning. We finally did one of your movies. Yeah, I mean, long time coming. Does Sean Astin count as a childhood star? Is he a child star? Yes. Only thing I remember him in was The Goonies, though. When he was that a counts. Kid. I guess this. I guess Toy Story. Like, just takes one movie. And a lot of those kids were liking commercials and TV. Too. TV uh, was like a little bigger then, then it yeah. went down and came back up. I feel like, like he Rudy, was, but he was a, older. Yeah, he was like, I mean, he was college age around that time. He, yeah. he could have been one of the kids that actually like went to school, stopped acting, and then started acting again once he graduated. Right, because he does seem to like jump from a little kid to all of a sudden kind of an adult. I think Meredith Salinger left and did school and stuff too. And uh, what's her hmm. face from the labyrinth as well? Oh, yeah, he was in Stranger Things too. Forgot about that. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly? No, yeah, Sean I think Austin. she she did school too. Oh. Roger Ebert also now I remember he called this like movie aggressively unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> His reviews were the best, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aggressively unwatchable.
Yeah. Well, that's all I got. You guys got any last plugs or mentions? Uh, oh. oh. Actually, um, I did have a shout out I wanted to give. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Jake and Phil from the Every Damn Thing podcast. Oh, uh, nice. They invited me for multiple episodes to be a guest. It was very cool. Um, I had a blast uh, being there. They're both very funny. And um, basically, they rate everything that they talk about too so um you know whoever is on the show gets to be part of those ratings oh that's funny clement street watchman yeah. nice check them out every damn thing uh i'm supposed to be on an upcoming episode also for golden girls and Ooh. they have a friend who is also fluent in golden girls culture <laughs> so we'll be talking about that later um but i was on an episode uh where we talked about howard the duck which is oof why? A pretty <laughs> insane film. I hadn't seen it for a long time. So, um, yeah, that, but it was a great show. Um, yeah. Super fun. And you should check out their podcast. It's always a blast. Yeah, every damn thing, for sure. Still not the worst Marvel movie. Dark yeah. Phoenix, man. <laughs> <laughs> that did suck. <laughs> I'd watch Howard the Duck over Dark Phoenix any fucking day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I absolutely would. Yeah. Especially for Leah Thompson. Yeah. They keep threatening to make another Howard the Duck movie. Which I guess technically he was in, or he's like in the MCU. I know. I saw him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. He's in the uh, like extra credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been is around. He, is he in there? I actually yeah. never noticed him. And Endgame, when all the people show up to the portals. Really? Yeah, he's yeah he shows up in all the uh, the Reavers. That. Yeah. Speaking of Jeff, I remember one time I was at Jeff's house alone for some reason. I don't know where Jeff was, and I was wasted, and I was watching. Mm. (laughs) Like, completely alone. Yeah, completely alone. I was the only person there, and I was watching Howard the Duck, and Jeff walks in from wherever the hell he was at, and he just looks at me and looks at the TV, and he's like, huh, Howard the Duck, really? I'm like, "Uh." (laughs) You know I have a whole stack of porn right there, right? (laughs) Just sitting in his house, like, (laughs) stodging. Like, just held a truck by myself. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have it. Oh, what do you guys rate it? I forgot to ask you guys. What do you guys rate the film? Uh, the, no dreams. Oh, two dreams out of five. Zero uh, dreams. <laughs> I'll give it a two. It was watchable. I will never I go back it to it, but it's like, I wasn't Five like, out of ten mm. bottles of moose. <laughs> it just needed to be a little worse or a little better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Right. It wasn't one of those movies where I was like looking at the timer every two minutes and being like, holy fuck, is this done? I did do yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening and giving us your time and tune in next time for Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. It's gonna be dope. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Alright. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Alright, what do I do now? Hit stop.